0: I must say, your spirit accounts always come as a welcome change from the aired reports that fill my days.
1: Well, Ermic, you know, it comes with the territory of being a warrior of light.
2: Would the warrior of light perhaps like some wine with their dinner?
0: Um, wow, talk about insensitive. Oh, come now. My v- butler is just being hospitable. If you don't partake of alcohol, I understand. No need to be rude.
1: Hello? The whole reason I'm here in Ishgard is because of poisoned wine.
0: Right. I forgot. The whole assassination attempt thing.
2: Uh, I'm quite sorry, Madam Light Warrior. Would you perhaps prefer some tea instead? Nope. Milk? Nah. Water? You know what? I'm just gonna go
1: down to the pub and get a drink.
2: Thanks for the dinner. I had no idea warriors of light could be so
0: paranoid.
2: Besides, everyone knows you put poison in food. It digests better and gets into the system quicker. Wait, what was that? Uh, oh, nothing. More bread, sir.
0: Hey, baby, here the game are call in. Backlogs growing at alarming rates. And maybe you seem a bit confused, happy gamers. Kev will set you straight. Ha, 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 ha. But Matt don't know what to do with those saga games or FFA. He's playing again. We've games all over this place. What is a boy to do? Good night, Army Gamers.
2: We love you. Hello and welcome to RPG Backtrack, your regular deep dive into your favorite RPGs We are a production of RPGamer.com bringing you such fine podcasts like RPGcast, your weekly news show QA Quest, your weekly RPG feedback show, and us, your bi-weekly nostalgia show I am your host, Kelly Ryan, and not with me this week is my podcast partner in crime Um, He's on vacation for the month of June, which means that we get to have MMO Month, just like we did last June. Um, I changed it up a little bit because we started out with WoW Classic and MMO Month last month, and then did Final Fantasy XIV. This time I'm switching it. We're doing Heavensward this time around. So joining me, uh, Walking Encyclopedia, Robert Albright, the uh, Midgar Sarmer of all things flying. And uh, Resident 14 fangirl Noodle. Hello, Sir Emmerich is my husband. Oh, <laughs> and, and there's me, of course, Kelly Ryan, if I didn't already say my name. And just, just a heads up, I'm gonna butcher so many of those dragons' names when we get into this.
0: Perfectly fine. There's still some that I don't know how to pronounce. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Hey, hey, Final Fantasy did dragons before dragons were cool. Yeah. Thank you. I'm making fun of Dragonflight. Don't forget D&D. Oh, that too. Um, no, it's just funny going back through watching some of the cutscenes and being like, oh, yeah, this whole expansion kind of had a dragon theme. Well, I was just now doing that. Yeah. <laughs> And and yeah, the comparisons to WoW are going to be pretty rampant this time around because of uh, what was going on at the time in WoW, but we will get into that as well as the roundtable, which will be our thoughts and feelings, and we're going to have a brief musical interlude with music from the game, and then we'll come right back and jump right into it. Welcome back to RPG Backtrack, where we are diving right into Final Fantasy XIV Heavensward, released on June 23rd, 2015. Gosh, uh, that, that was a lot longer ago than I thought it was. I had just started my job at the uh, at the e-com company. Um, or rather, that's when they hired me out of uh, the 1090 position and actually hired me full-time. And, wow, that, the, I had played heaven's explored at around 2019, so the release date being so long ago is like a weird little time trap for me. I don't know about you guys.
1: No, I'm the, I'm the same. I I was way behind on story content. I mean, I'm still in Shadowbringers, so I understand. I mean,
2: 2015, I was still in Utah, so I hadn't moved back here yet.
1: So long ago,
2: so. And I didn't at the time when I tried to get into this expansion. I didn't know that unlike WoW, which is the MMO I was used to, uh, you have to do all the patch content or all the patch story to get into the. Um, actual story of the game and because i had quit a realm reborn before they had really done that first content patch i was so behind and so lost Uh, um
0: so i start i started the game at one point during heaven's word and i forget about what where in heaven's word it was but it was definitely before Stormblood released, and I plowed through all of that, all the all the from basically one all the way up to um, into Heavensward, because um, I remember getting to Churning Mists and saying, um, um, "God blast these stupid Moogles. I do not care about their about them and or their Koopo nuts." <laughs> <laughs> and I quit the game. I I quit the game until what, after Sword Blood came out. The coupos drove me nuts. I did. I, oh. I the, the 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 side quest the, the amount of side quests in the ter, Churning Mists with the Muggles drove me from the game.
1: That was like my. I was so excited for that area because I love
0: moogles I was like, this is the Oh, best. I had no issue at first, but halfway through the zone, before you even get to Herr Frogger um, I I. I just couldn't take the Moogles anymore. It's like, I don't care about you and your nuts anymore. Just give me something a little more to go on than just you guys being pranksters and nuts. So I, 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 I put down the game for a while.
2: And a song that is very much evocative of uh, this is Halloween.
0: No, this is well after that. Okay, you that's said still Moog- ARR.
2: Okay, you said Moogles. I thought that's where that song popped up. I only know that song because of uh, theater rhythm, by the way. Yeah,
0: so um, <laughs> that that was actually one of the bosses you had to take on before you even got to Heaven's Word. That was the first boss after the main storyline of ARR.
2: Oh, okay. So I probably did have to do that boss you at did. some point.
0: Um, Although I don't know the new mechanics because they have changed that fight, but that is not what we're here for because that's ARR content.
2: Yeah, and this was also about the time that I bought the PC version because I had famously played ARR on my PS3. And then they had moved, I think, did they only release Heavensward on PS4? I mean, no. And, and, and the, they did a PS3 version of Heavensward?
0: I believe uh, Heavensward was on PS3. I think the big move to uh, PS4 started with Stormblood. Okay.
2: Because what had happened was I had picked up the... Um, it, it, the PS4 version of the expansion
0: for, like, very cheap. Yeah, Heavensward very cheap. was on PS3.
2: Okay. I had picked it up very cheap and was like, wait a minute. Oh, I, played this on, I played this on PS3 and had to do that song and dance of finding my account and transferring everything to the PS4. And then updating and all that stuff. And then I barely touched that version of the game. So, what I... Quit well in 2019 to play Final Fantasy XIV. It was like way into Stormblood, at that, or either in the Stormblood, or just starting Shadowbringers at that point. Uh, I was like, screw it, I'm doing, I'm double dipping and doing the PC version. Uh, that way, I don't have to worry about this system transfer stuff. And I got I got through the uh, ARR content and got into Heaven's um, now Let's talk about the the included features real quick before we get into the story, because the story is famous for being excellent and is also going to be kind of a doozy to go through. Um, so, talking about the new features, it raised the level cap to sixty. It brought us three new classes: Dark Knight, Ast- Astrologian, and Machinist, that all start at thirty. Um, a new race to aura which are dragon people
0: although um, they were first introduced during the patches of arr okay gotcha um
2: to
1: make people excited to actually playing the race
2: right right well it's been doing that a little bit where like if you pre order the expansion you get access to the new race early um you had free companies that could make personal airships um Areas twice as big as the ones and ARR that support flying mounts. And also the standardization of boss mechanics and indicators. So uh, just talking about these new features, particularly the three D classes. So um, I only played Machinist. So the, I imagine the Dark Knight is the tank and the Astrologian is the healer. Yes. Okay. I have not. Oh. I've only played the Machinist.
1: I I have all of them unlocked, but I haven't really played them.
0: Okay. So, <laughs> so um, as the, now, I am not a high-end player of almost any class in Final Fantasy XIV. This is this is nothing new, but I do have every class at ninety of combat. I, I'm not a crafter. I'm not a gatherer. So, yes, the Dark Knight is indeed the tank. Um, it's ha, it's has it is sort of an absorption tank where it absorbs health as it attacks um and it also and it has some personal shields um unfortunately it does take some heavy heavier hits it's not as big on self-healing as the warrior warrior has a lot of self-healing um so dark a dark knight it can be a little rough to play but i find it one of the most graphically amusing tanks because all because everything is shadowy <laughs> um the storyline for Dark Knight is actually uh, very interesting about you sort of facing your inner darkness and cooperating with it.
1: So you're emo.
0: Pretty much, you're you're the emo step. You're the emo child of 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 warriors for Final Fantasy 14, Yes. Emo tank. Emo, emo tank. That that is actually kind. Of, that is uh, how the player base kind of describes it. Nice. Uh, uh, astrologians uh, use the powers of the stars. So, um, Astrologian has actually gone through a big change with how it used to play when it was first introduced in Heaven's Word to now, actually. So, originally, uh, Astrologian would draw cards and each card would have a different effect. Um, one would restore TP, which is no longer a thing, which is part of the reason for the change. Uh, one would like restore mana, one would increase haste, one would increase crit. So, the, and You know, part of that was so part of playing an astrologian back then was knowing which cards did what and what your class makeup was. So you knew who to give the right card to at any given time. So it was a big brain play. (laughs) Um, So now they standardize that where two cards do one thing, two cards do another thing and two cards do a third thing. So one increases like melee damage, one increases range damage. And I forget what the third one does off the top of my head. I don't play Astrologian much. Um, it also t- they also tried to do where uh, the Astrologian was kind of a mix between a classic healer and a shield healer.
1: What's the difference between a classic healer and a heal healer?
0: White mage versus
1: scholar. So you're saying the white mages are considered classic healers and scholars are heal healers? Shield. Oh, shield. I was like heal healers. What?
0: No, shield that? healer. I- sorry. That was a pronunciation issue, and <laughs> <So, laughs> my so, ear
1: ear issue, hearing so,
0: problem. So, um, so they had uh, what would, what were called sects, were as S E C T S for those who cannot hear my pronunciations. <laughs> um, where one was diurnal, one was nocturnal, and you, you could flip between them. One would play hots, one would play shields. Um, they have, they still have the ability to do both at the same. time, at different times but it's it's not but generally speaking they are always going to be doing the hots unless they specifically use a button now on a cooldown that allows them to put up some shields as well um so the they have significantly changed astrologian because they found that having that mix was not as conducive for gameplay because because it uh, Made it so they had trouble introducing new types of healers.
1: And then, and then I to say that
0: um, they, Square Enix, hates the white mage. More healers, it. and I'm well, like, "But we're
1: well, already here."
0: Yeah. Well, white white mage, unfortunately, is still kind of the bottom of the barrel of the healers,
1: even though that's literally our class.
0: Yeah. Um, there's a reason they're called glare mages, for uh, but you don't know about that yet.
1: No, I mean I do, but I do, you,
0: but you don't. Anyways.
1: I do, but I know uh, it comes later,
0: and it comes like, later. Yeah. Um. So that was kind of the gist of astrology, and then and a little bit of now, and then uh, machinist. Uh, has also gone through a bit of a rework so yeah uh,
2: so that, that that was what i switched to in this expansion because um well i had played bard before because that was the Ar- basically the archer class advanced and when I heard about machinists and how they they use like kind of these steampunky guns and their outfits and stuff are very steampunky, it's like I, okay, that's more like my wow character so I want to be that not knowing that at the time machinist was some of the most complex dps in the game at that point and then having several gaps in between um, <laughs> in between playing and play go, going to it again, it's like, oh, they changed everything
0: yeah they they. <laughs> They completely changed everything. So, um, yeah, the original version was very complex, uh, almost up in complexity with Summoner.
1: Oh, yeah, I heard about it. Yeah,
0: I remember the changes to Summoner. Well, the changes to Summoner are very new. It's
2: like managing your heat gauge and managing... Um. There was the heat gauge, there was like a gauss thing, there was knowing when to put the turret down, and the turret was uh, more of an AoE at the time than just kind of a pet, it wasn't?
0: No, so there were two different turrets. There was one that would do a focus single target, and there was one that would do AoE.
2: Okay, because I just remember ha- having a very difficult time trying to click the thing on the ground when I needed it, especially during a, a bad fight.
0: Yeah, so it it there was one that did do an AOE, but there was a different turd that would do a single target like shot. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, that that was a mess i mean the the whole class was a mess and it didn't feel like a machinist it it just didn't feel good it i i enjoyed the machinist don't get me wrong i actually played you know i actually did enjoy playing machinist then um you know but it just it didn't have any real flow to it
1: i've only gotten to like
0: level five with
1: it i tried it out for a while i was like cool guns
0: and i went back to white no offense that's impossible noodle because it starts at 30
1: <laughs> or oh, yeah i mean that's what okay. i mean like i started it and i only
0: did like, did, a like levels. five levels yeah yeah the, the- new version has, um still has many of those aspects um as far as you know the turrets and whatnot but now you feel like an energy gauge that when it gets to uh, at least 50 percent power then you can put down your turret that just basically auto auto shots mm-hmm. um, thank and, god yeah
2: um uh, and at the time, I didn't know that it started at level thirty, so it was like, "How am I going to come up with twenty levels?" Because I don't remember how I did this in ARR. And Chris, um, my my co-host on RPG Cast, was like, "Well, you're going to have to go to this one tower, tower." Like, yeah, and I, I don't remember the name of the tower, but it's basically like Final Fantasy fourteen's random dungeon. Oh, was it the Crystal Tower?
0: I don't. No, the Palace of the Dead.
2: Yeah, Palace, Palace of the Dead. Palace Thank you. The-
0: yeah, uh, POTD. Um, well, that's first of all, that's not a dungeon. That's actually in the ground. But I, I can understand why some people think of it as a tower because it.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know why I thought of it as a tower. That was just the first thing that came to mind. My, my bad. Um. It's okay. I, I said at the top of the show, I'm gonna forget. Oh, I, I played this so sporadically. I'm gonna for, get a lot of details wrong. So yeah, I'm here.
0: It's yeah, okay. Yeah, that, that's why you're here. That's exactly that's why. why. I, that is why I am here. <laughs> Yay! Because last, last year we had me go on, what was it, a three hour rant? Mm hmm. <laughs> <laughs> So, so, um, um,
2: but yeah, I I had a lot of fun with the machinist, despite the fact that I probably wasn't doing jack shit for DPS in any sort of fashion. But I just
0: like most people weren't. Yeah,
2: (laughs) I I just like the pew pew aspect of it, and um, the, the fact that I got to be my hero, Sid, for a little while so yeah um so so that's what i still main to this very day i haven't touched any of the newer newer classes or anything just because i don't want to have to go through that leveling process again because i don't know where the newer
0: classes start so um i'll I'll at least say this any classes that start in an expansion after heavensward starts at the max level of the previous, uh, at the max level going into the previous expansion. So if you start a uh, Stormblood class, it'll start at fifty. If you start a Shadowbringer class, it'll start at sixty. If you start a um, Endwalker class, it'll start at seventy. And honestly, so you... I just use to do. I honestly to level, I just use my do, my roulette daily bonuses and then whatever the max dungeon I can get into.
2: Okay, gotcha. I
1: don't. So, so, you know, I'm sorry. Uh, go ahead. Uh, I don't. I. Have really have an issue with you know trying to get levels because i do all the quests because i like to i do all the side quests in an area you know i, I progress the side quests as i progress with the story mm-hmm. so it's like i i don't have a lot of issues like right now i'm like put level eighty five or four something like that and i'm in shadow bringers where all my quests are for like level 70 72 you know and i haven't had to worry about leveling since well actually heaven sword actually
2: like
0: i in the snowy I, I, area <laughs> so i actually generally save many of my side quests for both um for all for other classes that makes because, sense yeah because especially um unfortunately not in heaven's word but they actually um starting in a later expansion they actually made quests the side the side quests sync to that's, character level
1: yeah that's what uh shadow they i'm starting to get the little down arrow with all my side quests so i'm like oh this is cool so now when i actually fight things it's like level well, 80 I wasn't,
0: go- I wasn't going to go into that because it's not heaven's word
1: hello I got I got sidetracked because I was like, oh yeah, that's.
0: You're it. very excited about you're very excited about Sh- Shadowbringers, and you It's be very good. good. It's very good, but we are here for Heaven's Word, so okay.
1: give so it a, a couple of years. very good.
0: Ago. Yeah, so, so yeah, so that's space base- So yeah, the um the three classes have uh have had some big changes. Um, Astrologian machinists have have been two of the biggest uh, class that have been reworked dark knight had a bit of a rework but it was not to the same severe level as astrologian or machinist
2: On a bit of a side note, I I thought this was really funny when I was reading about it. That um, I think it was Yoshi P hinted at that class by wearing a Batman T-shirt to one of the fan events. Oh, would
0: not would not surprise me. Um, We I will not uh, uh, when we get to it. I will comment about uh, how he announced (laughs) Vieira.
2: Wait, I think I remember that, but that that's for a later date.
0: Yeah, Uh, much later date.
2: That was a.
1: Announced at the uh, fan fest, right? One of them, yeah. Yeah, because I was at that one.
0: Yeah, I'm very sad that I'm not. I I just can't go to this one. I was like well, so stoked, and now I can't.
1: I couldn't afford it, and so Uh-oh. I was like, Are there any press passes available?
0: Did you bug Severin? I did. And he, he said, said no. no.
1: Damn. They didn't send us any, so I was like, Oh well. I can afford the flight there. I just can't afford a ticket to actually get into the thing. <laughs>
0: Well, then their lottery system ticket thing this year, that, that hosed a lot of people.
2: Yeah. So, um, did, did anybody roll a dragon person in Aura?
0: No, I like my cat girl. Um, okay. I I, I am... Uh, we have a fan art of me, because I do play in Aura. Oh, oh, cool. I, I, Noodle, you've seen my character. I
1: don't remember these things. Okay.
0: <laughs> Fair enough.
1: I... I I uh, haven't seen you in a very long time. In
0: game. <laughs> I, I will admit I've not logged in in a while, except to make sure I don't lose my house.
1: <laughs> I actually did lose my house. Cause oh I, no. I know. It was very sad.
0: Was it at least a small?
1: It was a small. Yes.
0: Okay. But that's not as bad. Like I have a medium.
1: Oh yeah. That'd be
0: I, bad. I better log in oh, yeah. while we're talking about it. I'm logging in to make sure I keep my house. <laughs>
1: <laughs> at least gets- you get all your stuff back though. I was very happy.
0: True. True. <laughs>
2: You guys are making me glad I could only ever get an apartment.
0: <laughs> well, you can have an apartment and a house.
2: Ah, uh, okay. And, a, oh. and an
0: FC room.
1: I have but- an FC room and, and, well, I had a house. and I have to save up again for... Actually,
0: our- no, you might not be able to have an apartment... Can you have an apartment? I, I, you might not be able to have an apartment and a house. Sorry.
2: Okay. But um, back, back to the overall thing, very very amusingly, um, when uh, Alice was still on the show, not not my cat, but podcast Alice, the, the British person, um, they said that they had a guild that was all dragon girls. And I think that they all race changed to bunny girls when uh, Shadowbringers dropped. That seems That seems like something they would do. Yeah, yeah.
0: A lot of people did. Yes, I, which I, 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 will, I will admit, I will never go back to playing a. a, a I, I tried out a female Elsin ones. I am never doing that again.
2: I, I would change into hrothgar when they make the female ones. They're they're working on it. They're working know, on it. I know. I I just was reminded of that today and got very bitter again. <laughs> i like having a tail and being a cat, so I'm I'm
1: good with being
2: forever cat.
0: But, but yeah, no, I, I, I like the aura. I like the female aura. They're, they're very, they're very Japanese schoolgirl. Mm-hmm. My wife has whole glamour set up as Japanese schoolgirl.
2: <laughs> see, they don't, they don't look very dragon to me. They, they, to me, they look more like, uh, from D&D. Oh yeah,
0: I can see that. Yeah. I can, I, I mean, I can see that too, but, um.
2: So, we so talked about the races. Now, the the flying thing.
0: Yes, I, I couldn't wait to
2: get into this. So, this expansion came out at the same time as the well, expansion, Warlords of Draenor. And I remember when. So, in Warlords wow got a burr up their butt about flying mounts that they they didn't like flying mounts because they didn't like they they thought that they made their claim was that they made the world small and that it (laughs) made things way too easy and they said well we kind of like how we're doing
0: i I thought their take was that people were bypassing all the assets they're putting in so we want people to actually okay yeah
2: that that too um I mean, and and I understand their their take on it, but they they famously said that they weren't going to do flying mounts going forward because they liked how they how you could see the world from the ground, in uh, World of Draenor. Um, this did not go over well with players, and a lot of players pointed out that you know Final Fantasy XIV just came out and they implemented flying, and they seem to be doing okay with it. So why do you guys have a problem with it? And after I started playing Sport four years later and saw how they implemented the flying, it was like, yeah, this is so much better than what WoW and the kind of half-assed compromise that WoW did because they made you do a lot of grindy content to un- unlock flying. And fourteen, you pretty much unlock it as you're doing the in-game comp- the story and the dungeons. And there's several um, flight like aether currents that you need to go find so it encourages you to, to explore the world. Exactly. A- and do the quest. So if if you're doing what you need to do, you're gonna unlock flying in each zone pretty easily. And I I love that about
1: this game. And you have your Aether map and everything. So you could see um, how many quests you need and where and how many, you know, how many are out in the in the world that you need to find. And,
0: mm-hmm. and, and, and like those zones that you're supposed to go to for different parts of the game, you know. They have some you can get early, but then some of them you can't actually get until you're there like your second time through going through the more the higher level areas, which is, you know, at least a fair bit of thing. You're not unlocking flying super early in zones that you shouldn't get flying in. But once you get to zones where you're basically doing the entire zone um, and you get flying, you you can get flying in that zone. You know,
1: there's even flying there's even flying only quests and flying only spots that you can get you can get to or like well i know there's the spot on my map that i need to go to, but i can't get there without flying so i need to do all these quests and stuff to get Eight of
0: currents to get flying so i can yeah do... and you're right some some quests won't even show up until after you get the flying unlocked yeah um, um go... i remember specifically there's one in the turning mist with with a moogle that's on top of a tower that the only way to get to the top of the tower was with flying
2: yep i remember that was, I, I had a bit of a time trying to find that moogle <laughs> um but... it's right like here where is it <laughs> But yeah, the way the way that they implemented the flying and the fact that they took the time to make the verticality of every zone just so interesting, like, do you guys remember having to go in and out of that one huge tower to talk to uh, Midodafnir? Mid- oh, that dragon!
0: Yeah, the Midodafnir, the do- the daughter dragon of frogger yes. Yeah. 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 yeah
2: and it was just a tower that just did not stop going up mm-hmm. and eventually and i'm pretty sure that you got by the by the time you started getting really high in that tower you did get flying and um it was yeah, kind of the,
0: the first zone in heaven's where you could get flying
2: okay and and it was kind of neat um f- um using the flying mounts to go in and out of the um windows and stuff and i'm like wow well, you don't get dismounted indoors so it was just so neat to, t- to see what places you could get your flying Mount into, um, was your your first flying mount was Black Chocobo, right?
0: Yes, at, okay. at the time the the first mount you could get for flying was the Black Chocobo. A, a um, nod to
2: classic Final Fantasy.
0: And then there was a quest you could do that would al- allow you to get unlock uh, flying for your other uh, Chocobos and other mount and other mounts.
2: Yeah, and a lot of a lot of the existing ground mounts were retroactively made to
0: have flying. Every yeah. mount. Oh, every one of them. Every single mount in the game can fly. Some of them look really stupid, like the behemoth. I was about to ask
1: how dumb the behemoth looked. I was really upset that my, because white mages are the ones that get the unicorn mount, and no other classes get it. uh, Yes. Which is fantastic. So I was really upset that my unicorn could not fly. And so I had to have a different mount. To fly, so I had to have my flying mount and my ground mount, and I was like, "Dang it, come on, guys! When are you gonna make my unicorn fly? Just make my unicorn fly!"
0: Yeah, so initially, not every mount could fly, but uh, they have gone back, and they start slowly, like introducing or introducing it for some that could fly, and then they just across the board, everything flies. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, the unicorn was one of the last things I think because I was like, "Man, everything." It's flying now, and I'm not flying yet. I think the
0: Unicorn, the Behemoth, was part of that last group, too. Yeah,
1: it's very. I just remember being very
0: upset. Which is one of the things I really like, is um, going to the comparisons with WoW. WoW still makes a distinction between flying mounts and ground mounts. Yep. Why not
1: just
2: um, make everything fly?
0: And then, and then with this new expansion, only the dragon you get from the expansion can fly. Nothing else can fly. Now,
2: no. Let's clarify for people that don't play WoW. This the new WoW expansion has kind of a auto. I don't want to say an auto fly mechanic. Ba- basically, the, the dragons have momentum. You know, and most of and most other MMOs, when you um, are are flying, you're just kind of hovering. Um the dragons in WoW Dragonflight um like zoom and uh have I mean, momentum. It's, it's just Guild Wars Two. I never got that far in Guild Wars Two. Um, yeah, there's
0: there's someone doing a comparison video between the Dragonflight and the flying in WoW and the Dragon or and the Dragonflying in Guild Wars Two. And it's yeah. almost like one for one. Um
2: but but yes, so you, you can't just like sit around and hover with your dragon, you know, you've got, I mean, you could stand obviously, but in in the air, you're going to be always moving. So and the big complaint is that people love it so much that they want it in the old world and they want other mounts to be able to do it. And I've heard rumors that they're going to try to implement it, but I'm not holding my breath anytime soon.
0: Yeah, but but yeah, I mean, what, uh, Final Fantasy 14 does not have anything like that, but at least every single mount. Can fly if you can fly in the zone you're in.
2: Yeah, and and I I think 14's a flight impl- implementation is so much better. Um, it, it's so great. It, it's it's so much fun, and they they inject verticality into the world. And we'll, one last thing about Dragon Flight, it's that, you know, I've been saying for years, if you guys hate hate flying mounts so much, then do something interesting with them, and it took them like what? Let's see. It's, Garrisons came out in 2015, so it's been a little... It's about eight years, give or take, for them to finally do something interesting with flying, so...
0: I don't know. Let's see. Warlords, BFA... No, Warlords didn't go... Did Warlords go into BFA? No, it was Legion. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so Warlords, Legion, BFA... So, like, yes, well, at least six... Like, let's say seven years. Mm -hmm. Six to seven years. Yeah, so... Um, oh no, no, you're right. Eight, like eight, nine to ten years because Shadowlands. I was forgetting Shadowlands in there. Everyone uh, wants to forget Shadowlands.
2: I, I was about to, to beat me to it. Everybody wants to forget Shadowlands if there existed. But 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 back to fourteen. Back to fourteen. Uh, and then the standardization of boss mechanics and indicators. Tell tell me about that because this is something I didn't notice.
0: Yeah. So this is something I noticed because um, I have run a lot of. You know, I have everything, uh, all the combat classes 90. So I have ran, I had ran a lot of dungeons. And this is back when 80. So, because 90, they've gone back, they have, um, with the current expansion, they've gone back and have retooled a lot of the dungeons from ARR and Heavensward already. So, so they've retooled and uh, started standardizing some of the fights and fixing some of the fights from old mechanics to new mechanics to make it a little easier. Mm-hmm. So in ARR, There were a number of indicators that were used for multiple different things in bosses. Uh, One of the best examples I have is the last boss of the Crystal Tower Raid, where he has an indicator where he's going to target someone and hit them with it that causes a gravity well to lift people off the ground for his next attack. Well, that attack is supposed to be a stack mechanic. So people would stack up, you know, absorb the damage because it's split amongst everybody. Mm-hmm. And then people are supposed to stand there to get this gravity well off the ground because he's going to quake and kill anybody on the ground. Mm-hmm. There would be people running, being like, oh, I have an indicator on me. I'm running away because that's what you do in most MMOs is... Most MMOs don't have stack mechanics outside of tanks, like stacking for a cleave effect. Yep. Yeah, I have to be, I have to be
1: reminded to not run away because as a squishy white mage, if I have an indicator on me, I'm like, I'm dead. Yeah.
0: You're, so run away. <laughs> so starting in uh, Heaven's Ward, they started introducing s- standardized mechanical uh, graphical looks to mechanics. So if you have a particular indicator on you. Which, um, for a stack, if it's a circular effect, it will look like an orange circle with orange arrows pointing inwards. And that means to stack with that person. And it'll do an area effect in a circle. Mm -hmm. They have now, with um, going to the recent change where they've gone back to many of the old dungeons, uh, now in the crystal tower when you get to that last boss the previous effect has been changed to that orange circle I
2: haven't done that and and I can't stress enough how important this these changes are um, because uh, I'm, I, I don't see very well and I know that there are tons of people that play games like this that are even more visually impaired than I am that struggle with that kind of stuff and making it so that yeah you can visually see some of the stuff and know what to do is, is a godsend
0: yeah and it's and it's more than just orange poop on the floor Mm -hmm. so or red poop depending on on how you look at it but um so they also um they also introduced uh magnetic mechanics uh that was actually first in uh the pepsi man fight for alexander which is in heaven's word where you would have plus and minuses and it would act like mechanic uh, magnets so if you had like two people with minuses stand next to each other they would get repelled if you had a plus and a minus they would get you know drawn in you know so
1: i remember that i didn't like it
0: well the, it really messes people up in one of the fights in Stormblood, in one of the Stormblood raids you know so yeah <laughs> you're not you're not you're not there yet but uh one of the uh Raids from Stormblood has ground magnetic. You we're mean happy- bringers? No, Stormblood. I've already done Stormblood. Did you do the raid series? The Final <laughs> Fantasy tactics stuff? I did
1: do some of them.
0: Okay, it's in the lighthouse. But uh, yeah, so magnetic effects, uh, magnetic things were first introduced. Uh, there's also one boss uh, that actually fr- causes a like water tornado during the fight that you have to freeze. Oh, dang. it. Stand- and stand behind. Uh, that's an Alexander as well. Um, they, so I mean, they, they really brought out a lot of new mechanics. That um, and and every every I will say, every expansion they add more. They add new mechanics. They add new indicators. So it's it's always interesting to see what they are going to come up with for some of these fights. And, and I like that they do that kind of stuff because it keeps it fresh. Yeah, but the thing is, and this is this is the big complaint. I have with wow because i i have done i have not done mythic rating in a very long time or heroic rating um oh mythic rating i did do mythic rating for a very little bit and was like nope this is not for me is there's no there's nothing random there may be like some random combinations where the boss may do pattern a instead of pattern b if it's pattern A it's always going to be if if you can recognize it as being pattern A it's not going to be randomly hitting it's going to be that pattern so every fight in final fantasy 14 um colloquially a lot of people call it a dance every single boss fight's a dance you just have to you know if you do the fight enough times you will learn the dance
2: <laughs> yeah n- not to mention that you know you kind of have to have a third party add on to figure out some of that stuff in wow which is annoying um especially which is bullshit. Yeah, if you're running on a crappy computer that can't handle add-ons, um, a lot of people have complained about that. Oh, did was heavens? I'm
1: trying to remember. Um, did they take out the stance dance for white mages in Heaven Sword, or was that
0: after? That was after.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, because I remember doing this. Having to do the stance, they call we called it the stance dance.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, stance dancing is a had been a long thing in a while too for Tank. but tanks also had to do it in Heaven's Word. Uh, I think it was Stormblood they actually removed it.
1: I was yeah. very thankful because I actually didn't like the stance dance because it's like, oh damn it, I forgot forgot to be in this certain
0: stance, and it's like it
1: it helps when.
0: Wasn't it called cleric stance or something?
1: Yeah, it was cleric stance. Um. And you switch between the two, so it switches your int and mind stats. So if I'm soloing, I would get it into the, um, the int.
0: The int of, ones because you were doing more damage.
1: It doing damage, and I needed yeah. the, the more power to do damage. And then when you're doing dungeons and parties, and you're a white mage, you have to be in cleric stance where you're. Do more healing
0: yeah they and, just they just made it simple they made uh the uh, healer classes damage based off their mind stat
1: yeah and i'm like that's how it was in 11 that's how it was in final fantasy 11 Is just that you get a really high mind stat and that increases your healing power
0: yeah unfortunately some of that i i think was carry over from 1.0
1: yeah and i that's that's something that i'm really glad that they got rid of after i thought the sword
0: was the getting rid of uh, stance dancing. Yeah, so but yeah, so that's how come so yeah, there were uh, Heavensward was the really first expansion where uh some of the or a number of the boss fights just became very standardized uh you know with with the mechanics and uh indicators. So play, players once they knew what a mechanic what an indicator looked like, every fight after that indicator was first introduced, it's going to always do that same thing. It's not going to be like, Oh, this, this indicator means this on this fight, but it means this other thing on this other fight. Mm -hmm. And this third thing on a third fight. No, it's always the same.
2: And and that's, that, that kind of consistency is vital if um, you're going to be doing a lot of that stuff, which is exactly why I, I appreciate it very much.
0: Uh, yeah, no, uh, as someone like me with ADHD and autism, I, I love it so much because, you know, it, that consistent, uh, like, especially with my ADHD, uh, I, like, I have died to mechanics that I've never knew before in mm-hmm. Crystal ta- that Crystal Tower one I was talking about. I thought I was supposed to run away from people for the longest time. I didn't know it shared damage.
1: Yeah, I mean, I didn't either
2: until someone told
1: me. I was like, oh,
2: okay. (laughs) So so now to get into kind of the meat meat and potatoes, even though we've been rambling anyway, of the expansion. The, The thing that everybody praises about this expansion is the story. Yes, my favorite. Um... So, so, do we want to do just a, a very brief story summary? I mean, we don't have to do blood by blood, but just kind of the ba- the basic details of what's going on. The meat and potatoes. Uh,
0: you you uh, you get kicked out of Ul'dah. You run up to Corthus, which is the Heavensward area, basically. You do quests. You make friends. You get uh, sent out on a few missions to try and make peace with dragons. You go camping with the Alpha No and and uh Yisale, who was who's uh, Shiva. You meet up with frogger which is uh, one of the first brood, uh, you know, the seven dragons that the uh, seven dragons that were born of Midgard Sormer. While Midgard Sormer is kind of possessing you and making snide comments to you the entire track. Uh, Midgar Sarmer or uh, Hail's Frogger kind of sl- slaps uh, its tail down, telling her that uh, the version of Shiva she is is not really Shiva. And, you know, it's just her imagination of what Shiva was. But uh, so she kind of st- stands back and you continue your journey. You eventually find out about this place called Oz's Law that the Algans were running. And you try and go there, and uh, but the Empire, of course, is hot on your heels like normal. And uh, Yeah, because this- you're
1: still... Uh, but you still think that you tried to poison
0: the... No, we fixed that. Yeah, at some point okay. during all this, you take a side trip back to Uldah and clear your name. and oh, Rabon, yeah. Yeah, who's- yeah, that's
1: right.
0: You clear your name, and Raban's still pissed off about the fact he got his arm chopped off. Um, you also find out that uh, Lollarito is still kind of a dickwad, but he, he's, he he's has the good the intentions th- of Old heart but he's a dickwad about it.
1: I hate him so
2: much. He's such a little turd face.
0: He is a, did, he is a turd face.
2: Didn't the poison turn out to be a sleeping potion? It did.
0: It did, okay. because uh, Lollorito Found
2: out!
1: About and, the
0: plot. Yeah, yeah. everybody in. suspected Lalo Rito was the bad one, but he wasn't. It was the other dude who was, who got killed off in ARR. Huh. Yeah. I don't even care. I don't even remember his name. Eddie know. Eddie Leggi. Oh, yeah. He was a dick. He was also a dick. I mean, so. So he. No, he uh, was so, us. Yeah, so you, you kind of clear your name. Uh, then you go back to uh, to this, try and figure out Law and fighting Hog, because Nidhogg is still. Got a hard-on to take out the uh, whatever the place is. I can't think of the name off of it. Ishgard,
1: because, Ishgard thank you. Yeah, because the uh, king, the original king or whatever, was like, hey, we're, we'll be friends. Just kidding. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill
0: you and eat you. Yeah.
1: And so Hog was all like. Oh, it wasn't Nidhogg
0: he ate, though. It was his sister. Yeah, it was, it was his Nidhogg's sister. banging, by the way.
1: Yeah, so then Nidhogg was all like, dude,
2: what the crap? And wanted and to has, do you And prevent-
0: Frogger's like, here's my, here's one of my eyes. Go, go fight. But I'm yeah. not getting involved. Um, ex- explain the eye thing for people that wouldn't know. So, so the dragons. So dragons in the Final Fantasy XIV universe. And we find out more about this in Endwalker. But I will not go into those spoilers. Thank you. You're welcome. Their power is contained within the eyes. So all their mana that they have is contained within the eye- their eyes. So a dragon without eyes has no power and is basically going to die. Well, the humans or and Elzins, who lived in Ishgard, um, found out about this and tried to steal some dragon eyes. <laughs> and they succeeded in killing one of the first brood. Starts with an R. I don't know. I never for- remember her name. But it was this the, the quote unquote sister of Nidhogg understand all the first brood, their brothers and sisters, they be bagging, they be making dragon babies. They're dragons. I don't give a crap. Yeah. Um, so uh, they ate that dragon. They also managed to steal the two eyes of Nidhogg. At, at the start of this adventure, you only know about one eye. You only know that one eye was stolen. Everybody only thinks it was one eye the whole time because he still has an eye. But no, he, he had both his eyes ripped out. Of course not this you know, by the halfway point when you get to law you've already killed Nidhogg. And returned the eye that Nidhogg had, which was actually his Frogger's eye, back to his Frogger.
2: In a very cool cut scene. I might very add. cool cutscene. Yeah. There's a lot oh, of yeah. cool the cut scenes, scenes on this expansion. Are amazing. That one in particular, I I love because it, it's. I don't know why I I love badass dragon fights where they just like start clawing at each other like cats.
0: No, that's a different fight. Oh, okay. Never mind. Never mind. Oh yeah. Never mind. The the sister's name is. We're not quite there yet. Okay. Is-
1: Name is
0: Rat Ratatoskorr. Ratat- Oscar
1: Ratat- Thank you. Ratatoskorr. Yeah. I- it's
2: it's all uh, Norse mythology esque names. Yeah, like King Swarden the
1: first is the one that him and his knight ate her eyes to obtain their power, and yes. then Nidhog slew the King Swarden. But was defeated by his son, Haldress, who plucked the dragon's eyes from his head. While this would normally kill a dragon, Nidhogg mustered the strength to reach the palace of Xenus and tell his brother,
0: Fragger, of what had transpired. Yep. And they actually show, you actually see that as one of your Echo memories of the yeah. you actually see that event when you return the eye so
2: also I, I do need to point out um a lot of dragoon stuff in this
0: yes in oh, fact yeah. there's some special texts uh for people who had unlocked a dragoon quest or a class that would um come up if you had done that they actually do that in all the expansions where depending on your class com like what classes you've leveled and have unlocked they will throw like little shout outs and nods to you like Which is uh, awesome yeah. yeah, which is awesome. Uh, I actually had one about Reapers uh, recently, which is huh. a Endwalker thing, so I won't go further there. Um, by the way, in uh, Endwalker, you, you will have one specific for White Mages. I hope you catch it there, Noodle.
1: I hope so, because I'm all like, yeah. It, it's a little <laughs> shout-out,
0: but it's it's still fun. We,
1: we don't get any shout-outs ever, because...
0: Hardly ever, yeah. Pages. But... Uh, yeah, so so during the during this uh, during this whole thing, you find out that because Ish- Ishgard was believed that you know Didhog you know betrayed the knights and Ishgard, and that's why they fought Ishgard and stole his eyes. Well, you find out all that's wrong. Yeah. So, sure, but by the way, I'm walking back and forth in my in my condo as I talk. I'm sorry. That's cool. So, so you actually, uh, and at some point, someone gets kidnapped because the dragon appears in the town. Uh, actually it was Vidafnir who comes and tries to parlay, but then some kid gets kidnapped and you have to go rescue the kid with with your good friend Horshaft who's been helping you all this time in the sh- kind of in the background. He's not really a main character. <laughs> and so you storm the temple and you fight some of the the Knights of the Twelve, the Heaven's Ward. I'll get into this later with that, by the way. Because they, they are called the Heaven's Ward, as in yes. like Wardens of the Heavens. And uh, you get to the end, you're fighting the Pope, and uh, you're chasing down the Pope because he's a dick oh, this yeah. whole time. Because he's, you know, he wants to use the powers... To, you know, basically make himself a god of, where have we heard this crap before? And
1: Yeah, well, plus he's afraid of losing power, because Ishgard is mainly... It's the Catholic ruled, Church! Yeah, it's, ma- it's mainly ruled by the Church, and so... When we figure out that
0: the church has been lying to everybody, we're, we're like, we gotta stop this shit now.
1: Yeah. So once we figure out that the church has been pretty much lying about everything this whole time, we're like, oh, we gotta, we gotta get this stuff sh- stopped. And then he just gets, he just gets
0: really upset because he's like,
1: I will not lose my power. Like, this is my city, and blah blah blah. And he just,
0: yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you're chasing him up through the cathedral. You get to the top. He's trying to escape on an airship. Your good buddy, Harsh there. And he basically takes a uh, laser beam to the chest. <laughs> people were p- people have like there are a number of fans who have built shrines in their houses dedicated to Horshapot
2: he is a beloved character I know that I mean
1: when I went to the um, fan fest um, I had not gotten to that spot that oh, no. part in the, in the expansion yet however um, they had at the fan fest this was just in the hotel the Caesars Palace or whatever Um, had this big long wall of you know different servers and they were like oh Oh, yeah, you could sign your name on your server wall, whatever. And there was a little memorial set up by the wall for her font. Oh, no. Okay. And people had pictures. And, you know, there was like, you know, the, the candle thing and flowers. The shield. The shield. And I was just, and try, I was like, oh my gosh, what's going on? And then, you know, when I finally got there, I was like,
2: that's why they did that.
1: <laughs>
2: I
0: cry I yes. so um so yeah so you you' you got so you basically get this raging you get a raging boner to be like I'm gonna take you down uh-huh. so you uh-huh. go chasing after after him but he escapes to this place called Oza's which was an algin place. You don't find out the full scope of what algin stuff they did there till like expansions later. You, you um, know, by, the,
1: by the way, Herschelfon's last words were, Oh, do not look at me so a smile better suits a hero.
0: Yeah, they 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 yeah.
1: They really pulled on your heartstrings real hard on that scene.
0: <laughs> oh they did. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> um so so but uh so you break through the sh- so uh you've got a, uh, oh what's his name? Azure Dragoon Guy. It, oh is a- it it's Stinian. Thin-
1: a- it's a- Dinian a- yeah, so,
0: Astinian's there, and he pulls out his dragon eye. Because at this point, you know that the church had the other dragon eye from Nidhogg. So he pulls out his, and he negates the barrier to uh Az-Zis-Law, And as you break the barrier, Garlean, one of the Garlian motherships shows up to try and blast you out of the sky. Of course. Of course. And you've got this tiny little airship with Sid driving it. So, I mean, he does a good job. It's Sid Airship! What can go wrong? So um, here comes Hell's uh, uh, Frogger with... Uh, is, uh, is legal, is is, is I, I can't think of her name now, I was saying it fine earlier. Anyways, she comes out, she, she goes up, they go head to head, that is a cool fight scene, where she's throwing these giant ice crystals at this Gal- Garlian ship, that was a cool scene too. Yeah. Um, but she gets blown out of the sky. Yeah, she does. Yeah. Spoiler. And then you find out that she was actually also, uh, Echo touched as well. Yeah. But you don't know how that is important until you go through the storyline of, oh my god, what's, uh, storyline that is from, uh, Shadowbringers' side content. So you don't know how that's important. But that is important. It is important. But I will not spoil that for Noodle. Although I don't know if you'll do that side content, because it's, it's kind of boring. Like, the content itself, the story is good, but the content itself is kind of boring. I do all the side content. Um, this is kind of like Eureka. Okay. But not as pretty.
1: That is okay. If it's good content, then, I mean, if it's yeah. good
0: story content, then, like, I'm all for it. Yeah, so, anyways. Um, so you land, and you have to trek your way through the different areas of Osses Law. And you you find out a little bit about what Osses Law was. It was, like, a testing ground, a lot of experiments. You know, normal... Gr- Normal, elegant, you know, hoo-ha. Yeah. Until you get near to the end of Oz's Law, where you run into a third one of the first brood, which is Tiamat. And Tiamat explains to you about Bahamut. Oh, yeah. Is
1: that the one that was tied up?
0: Yes. Right. By the way, that'll play a factor later, too, for you, but I will not spoil that either. Okay. I have to be careful. I have to make note of the spoilers I know, because um noodle is only and then uh, you're in Shadowbringers, right in Shadowbringers, yeah she is so in Shadowbringers. My... there Basically. are things that i know because of the fact that i am up to the current i'm not done with the current patch but i'm up to the current patch and there's a lot of stuff i know that they don't know so i have to make mental notes of what i know and not say anything so tiamat sort of explains to you about bahamut and the aseans and how primals worked and how come Bahamut sort of came to be and basically leave her the crap alone? But she was very cordial about it. So, yeah. So from there, you basically, you know, work your way through and get up to the center of Oz's Law. And you go through the um, dungeon of Oz's, uh, the final place of Oz's Law, the final dungeon. And at the end of it, you're fighting everybody's favorite ASEAN, Laha Brea.
2: No! Everyone who's,
0: hate. Who's joined... By the other, by the one female Ascian that you've run into off and on already. I don't remember her name. She's She's not important. So, but they do something interesting. So you beat them down in a a 2v4 fight where you're, you know, got your party of four people and you're fighting them. And, you know, you're fighting them one, sort of one-on-one-ish. Well, they fuse together. To form an Ascian Prime, where they have the abilities of both Ascians at the same time. <laughs> that fight sucks. I hate that yeah. fight. Not only because of the fact, it's a two-phase fight. That's why I hate it. It takes forever. It's an interesting fight. I think I think the Ascian Prime thing is really cool. Um, no, that's a spoiler. I will not say that, because that's an Endwalker spe- spoiler for the Eden Raids. So, not will not say more there. So, uh, you fight the Ascian Prime. You defeat it. You manage to kill one of them using White the right, but La Habrea still tries to escape but oh wait here comes the Pope oh yes, yeah, the, the Pope and the Pope comes in with the Knights of the Twelve at the Heavens Ward and they bring out the coffin of the First King interestingly enough I have answers playing while I'm discussing this now because I'm <laughs> in my house and in the coffin of the First King is Nidhogg's other eye and he uses that other eye and becomes a primal.
1: And thus you have a dungeon in the cathedral!
0: No, we're past that. Oh, yeah. This is Oz's Law. This is the etherical chemical. Fight. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so now you have the last trial fight, which is the last main part of Heaven's Word, where you're fighting King, what is basically King Thoradin and his 12 knights, or as colloquially done, the knights of the round. <laughs> Yes, you are fighting knights of the round.
2: I can't believe I didn't pick up on that the first time I played it. Really? No, I, mean, I, mean, I did.
0: Pretty, I did not either. Actually, the knights of the round. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, knights of the round. I mean, Bismarck was pretty obvious. Oh yeah, at some point we had we fought Bismarck on a floating island. That's that's always a kick in the pants because. Uh, we also fight some giant bug dude who has a pretty stellar track. I like I like uh, that track from uh, Ravana. So, yeah, so we're fighting, but King Thoradin, you know, because he's turned the eye basically into a sword. He uses the sword to, of course, absorb mana, and it acts like White Acerite. You can guess what happens to Zalha Breyer. Bye-bye, bye bye, So no more lawhopper. Thank God. Yes. So so now you have to fight Thor and the Knights of the Twelve. So Thorbden, fun fight. Has like three phases. I the last time I did it, we managed to get him down. We almost we literally got him down to like two percent before he phase changed but this was under recent patch stuff. So, yeah. Um, lot, lots of mechanics going off in that fight because each of the nicest of, of the round has, you know, different abilities. Some are magic, some are physical, some you have to take away from each other. You know, there's earthquakes, there's thunder, there's paralyzing things, there's, there's stack location pillars there's there's all sorts of crazy stuff going on in that fight it
2: sounds like an insane fight i i know i did it but i have to, it's been so long i don't remember it and let's not forget about the warriors of darkness and that whole
1: situation
0: we're getting there okay but remember we have to get through baseline because the warriors of darkness stuff is not baseline heaven's work
1: it leads up to future
0: it, it's after yeah so we win we be, we beat thordan Pieces come we go and announce it to uh, Lord Imrick and, or, or Sir Imerich and Lord Persephone's dad. Yeah. I, I forget his name, too. Although his voice actor recently died. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, um, like, uh, last year or two. He, w- he was an older gentleman, though. So it was not like some, he, he, yeah. I mean, he sounded
1: like an older gentleman anyway.
0: Well, there's and, some people who can pull off sounding older, but he, he was actually an older gentleman. He was like 86 or something.
2: You're, you're talking about the guy that um, meets you at his mansion at the yeah. okay. The it's basically the narrator of the whole expansion. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Uh,
0: up and yeah. So uh, isn't
2: it Fort Tempt like House Fort Temp? Yes! Uh,
0: yes. Lord tops. Yes, I, I knew we if we prattled on, I'd get the name attempt eventually. We get the name eventually. Yeah. So you go back. They start trying to make peace talks with the dragons. Things are going good. They're going to have this huge elaborate thing with the you know where one of the dragons comes and talks to Sir Amric. You're there celebrating, and some t- so you're there waiting for it to happen. And some bar mate gives you a drink and poisons your butt. So you pass out, and while you're passed out. You're also getting an echo vision of why she did this to you. Something to do with family members killed by dragons during the war type of thing, you know. Standard stuff for Ishgard. Of course, by now, since you have learned that the Twelve had eaten from Ratatoskr, pretty much everybody in Ishgard is contaminated with dragon's blood. From the common people to the knights. And the whole distinction about the common people to the knights, you know, the House Twelve, as they're called, you know, the ruling houses, which... Thor uh, Thomas is one of the houses, was the fact that, you know, they would not, you know, they were the ones who ate from Oscar Well, no, technically. all everybody, if you're descended from a house, whether noble or commoner, you're, well, have the ability to turn into a dra- uh, sort of dragonkin-like creature, which is sort of the whole stick of the uh, rebel... People. Anyways, so I'm trying not to ramble on, but there's a lot of story content. I'm also trying to keep this as concise as I can without going into over much detail, because I would be here forever.
2: No, I, I got you. You're doing a good job. Yeah.
0: So uh, you do recover. You get out there. And uh, the youngest four toms, who's kind of a playboy, not even kind of, he's totally a playboy and not good with command, is has been deigned to oversee this thing. Well, during this, the, um, the gal and some of the rebels, like, shoot arrows at uh you know she's up there prowling on and uh he you know says to shoot her and well yeah one of the nice does and it's like why did you shoot her it's like you told me to sir <laughs> so yeah th- th- things don't go well for a little bit yeah he messed up he messed up so you're trying to calm all that down so and you managed to and then at some point the um you know they they tried this a second time well the second time by the way at the end of the fight Estinian picked up nidhogg's other eye and he's like ah, oh, you know he he's like takes the sigh of relief and oh look the wrath of, uh, you know nidhogg's wrath the remaining power that's in his eyes possessed him the you know, because he's been wearing blood soaked armor because you killed Nidhogg a while back and because he stabbed him basically right through his body. That was a cool scene, too. And But his armor has turned from blue to red with the color of blood. And of course, blood very powerful thing for a dragon so he's been walking around in did hogs blood for the last who knows how many weeks
1: yeah you don't really see him very much
0: outside of the armor yeah yeah so so yeah so nidhogg possesses him takes over his body and, and it's not just regular nidhogg it's just his wrath i mean nidhogg himself is dead this is like a remnant of nidhogg but it's his wrath <laughs> he's, so yeah so he he's he interrupts the fitting too declares war, yada yada. So at some point you have to fight, so you have to go and fight Nidhogg again. And this is like a more beefed up version of Nidhogg who's like really angry. And he also has Astinian. So it's a three phase fight where you're fighting Nidhogg who's like got his abilities from the from the first fight a little bit and it's not as bad. <coughs> Sorry. Second part of the fight, you're basically fighting a floating Astinian that uses all of Nidhogg powers and his own while avoiding a bunch of like uh placement effects and zo- uh, uh area control attacks and yeah that's fun. Stardive there's I also star dive yeah <laughs> and then there's a third phase where you fight just super angry Hid Hog where he's all red and fiery. And then so but you beat him. And then from there, one of the coolest cutscenes is uh you know you so you and Alpha No are there. Yes Alpha No's been with you this whole time. He and his actually have a really good friendship. They've come to really kind of respect each other as good friends. And so you, you both sort of dive in and try to pull the eyes of Nidhogg off of a off of Astinian.
1: Because they're like melded into a Astinian.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like body whore melded onto the armor type of thing. Yeah.
2: And moving the whole time, by the way.
0: Yeah, moving the whole time. So, so someone like me who has like issues with eyeballs? Oh, it's that's very, creepy shit. Yeah, it's, um, it, it
1: wasn't pretty to
0: watch. Yeah, so you're so you're trying to pull them out and then like the spirits of Ysael and Horshafont appear cuz Horshafont was good friends with Astinian and obviously and Ysael and Astinian kind of formed an understanding through the adventures as they were traveling. So they help you pull the thing, the eyes. And and I want the next thing cuz you're just holding them for a moment. You're just like, holding hey, the eyes. <laughs> Do what? You're just like
1: sitting there being like, yay, eyeballs.
0: Yeah, you're holding the eyeballs. And
1: they're not small <laughs>
0: eyeballs. I mean, these are Elder Dragon's eyeball. These
2: are they're like, about the size of a
0: basketball. Yeah, yeah, they're like a good, like a soccer ball, basketball. They're, basketball they're kind the size of good of size. Situation. <laughs> and so the uh, Elder Fort Thomas brother, who's actually, who, who's good friends with Imerich and is also very competent, is like, Throw them in the abyss! So you and Alphanos go running off and throw them over the bridge, because the bridge into Ishgard is a giant abyss.
1: Yeah, there is no
2: bottom to
0: that. Well, there is a bottom, we just don't know where it is.
2: Which means those eyes could probably feasibly show up again, since we have no oh, idea.
0: Oh, yeah, no, not at all. Can't show up again. I'll have to be careful, because a lot of oh, that right. spoilers for <laughs> Stormblood.
2: I was just being funny. I Okay. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. So I have to be so I mean, yeah, because although one of those, we will touch onto the eyes here in a little while. because uh, Yeah. So you kill Nidhogg, you you've tossed the eyes, you think you're done. So it's like Ishgard is on the road to recovery, getting over its past, you know, forming a new relationship going forward with the dragons. Touch on this later when we get to Endwalker stuff. Obviously, I am probably going to be on every one of these podcasts because... Oh, yeah. Yeah. I am... <laughs> like me! <laughs> yes. It's it's surprising the amount of stuff I can remember off the top of my head about these storylines. You're
2: doing great. And and, and by the way, th- this cutscene that we're talking about, is that the, the big dragon cat fight?
0: Yes. Okay. Yes. So uh- during that fight, Hersch Frogger actually helps you because you stun Nidhogg with one of Hersch Frogger's eyes because he has... He, he before you go into this fight, you actually go through a dungeon to prove yourself to Hedgehogger that he deserves to help you fight off Didhog. And now you're friends. And now I mean, now you're friends. Also, I mean, you you still got Daddy Dragon, you know, sitting in, sitting inside your brain. Yeah. Uh, my
2: my absolute favorite thing about that whole cutscene that was how brutal that fight was. That. Oh yeah, you know, they're but, ripping
0: wings off each yeah. other. I mean, they're it's. Yeah, it's a real dragon fight, which is nice. Yeah, no, brutal. Final Fantasy does not hold Final Fantasy 14 does not hold back. It it's it's brutal. sometimes. Yeah, they don't
1: hold any punches. They they're just all like, "Hey, you want to see two dragons fight? This is what it would look like."
0: Yeah. "You want to see and, two elder worms have have a brawl? Here's what it looks like." And it, it, you got to keep in mind they're brothers.
1: Yeah. So like that runs deep right there. For them to fight like that. It you, you just felt it. You just felt like their
2: history yeah and, and, and not only that the, these dragons don't speak english that i mean it, it's subtitled but they're speaking in this guttural dragon tongue uh that, that 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 just sounds scary as hell so when they're pissed like that it just makes it worse
0: yeah i mean th- this is the dra- this is the, te- the tongue of the dragon's homeworld. because that's not spoiler we did know they came from another planet through the void
2: and, and I also appreciate that they don't just look. Li- I mean, like pretty much all the wild dragons look the same. All of these guys have unique models, and they're not not all conventional dragon models. Like Chris Garter uh, has feathered wings, and
0: like six feathered wings. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And it, 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 to me, it, he almost has kind of a canine face. It's I, I like it because then he could actually.
0: He kind of looks like a Treyu from Never Ending Story. You mean Falcor? Falcor, yes. Thank you. Yeah, Falkor. Um I okay. never. I. I've only. I've. I. I know it. I've never seen it. So sorry. <laughs>
2: no, no, no worries. I just. it, it the kid. Falcor is the dragon. But uh, I yeah, get you. Um, but I like
1: that, that they have such different features. So when you are watching them fight, you know which one is which.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no. I'm, I'm all the elder dragons except for Tosker, because we don't know what Tosker actually looks like, except through like a mural. Yeah, I think we've only seen like one mural that had an image of her, and but it's again a mural because it was depicting you know the knights taking her down. Yeah. Um. They all all the elder dra- the all the elder dragons from the first brood look completely different from each other, even beep. And Tiamat look very different. Although I haven't seen a good picture of Beep yet, so I can't say there. Sorry, those two Beeps were spoilers for Walker
2: <laughs> What way to self censor? Oh, it's good.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: appreciate
0: it. Yeah, no, that I knew that I knew those. I knew I was going to have. I was going to bring them up. But uh, one of them is very, very important to. Actually, both of them are very important to End and walker because they are both part of main story um,
2: yeah I, I i love that that whole cutscene and that that fight so epic
0: <laughs> yeah so so you know Ishgar's is planning to move forward you're like okay we're done here we're going to go back to the alliance they're forming the alliance and things are good and during this whole time at the white assian as some call him has put has somehow managed to convince a group of people to help him, and they know about the abyss, and they are able to survive in the abyss where no one's supposed to be able to survive. You don't know why, you don't know how, but they're dudes. So, so, anyways, you go back to the alliance, and for a little bit, you're working on getting you know the alliance people, you know, Gradiania, Olda, and Thanelin, Thanelin, Than- Than- Than, you no, know, working, working, or Gradiania. There we go, Gridania, Uh working with ishgard so you guys do like a uh, a little you know show of force together you actually help out the ishgardians because you're the hero of ishgard i mean you're the hero of everything you're the hero which i really like i like the fact that like i play i play i've played a lot of mmos and a lot of mmos you're just like another character wow has tried to push this idea that oh your character's really the hero the champion but they don't do it well.
2: I, I don't think so either.
0: They still don't do it well. They've learned their mistake, but they still don't present it well. Final Fantasy fourteen, you know, has built you up to be the hero of Eorgia, the hero of Ishgard. From not the very beginning at the very beginning, you're just an adventurer. But they, you know, they still have put you into this role and it is your character story. Even though everybody else is doing the same story as you, every time they mention anybody else, any other player character where you're going to need some help, it's like, oh, go get your adventuring friends to come along. <laughs> you know, oh, why don't you call in some of your adventuring companions to come along and help you? You're going to need some of your adventuring buddies. There's been, now in recent expansions, they have done something a little different, but I will not go into that because that's spoilers. But that will start in Endwalker. Uh, or not Endwalker, shadowbringers. Shadowbringers. Um, anyway, so, so, uh, you do this meet between the different groups and you have, you do this, uh, fight where you're fighting some of the Alliance, you know, different people. And you see, like, some of the friends you've helped out along the way from the Alliance, like the, uh, two guys from the Bard's Quest and, and, uh, Pippin, who's, uh, Raban's son. And the big culmination is you having a one-on-one fight with Raban which is a hard fight.
2: R- raban is in one armed raban
0: one armed Raban <laughs> is still able to kick some major butt S- sounds like it, <laughs> yeah I think in fact um apparently there was an issue at one point, and I believe that is the fight that people refer to as Raban extreme, where people couldn't even get into it because of the queue. <laughs> But I'm not 100% sure on that, but I do believe that is the fight people refer to as Rabonic Street, where the Q was that bad. Um, so anyways, you do this fight, you help them all make friends, you, you bring Ishgar back into the Alliance because they actually had left the Alliance at some point before the events of ARR because of their war with the dragons. So, and then you start seeing the little snippets here going on about these other warriors, because you hear these rumblings about primals being summoned, primals you've defeated again. So you end up meeting them, and, and you finally run into Static Creed who has one of the best reintroductions in the entire series, because he's fighting, he's badass, he's he's completely nude. But there's always a squirrel just, like, conveniently covering his privates. It's
2: basically uh, what I call Austin power censoring.
0: Yeah, yeah, the Austin power censoring. It, and it, it's great because, like, at one point the squirrel's trying to run, you know, run away and it's just like right there just holding an acorn. And it's just, it's just a it's some of the great scenes. Oh yeah! During all the during the whole thing with Ishgard too, you will also meet um, Master Matoya Mont- who is giving you a lot of knowledge in regards to like aether flow and mana and dragons. And she actually is the one who kind of helps you break into Law by telling you what you need to do. Forgot that bit. This will play a factor in a little bit. She also, you know. The- She's also she his master, who the two have a love-hate relationship. They love each other greatly, but man, do they fight, they fight like two, two Mithra in a bar. And Matoya's <laughs> oh, not even a Mithra!
2: And, and by the way, Matoya referenced a classic Final Fantasy, which I love.
0: Oh, you have no idea. But that is a spoiler for Shadowbringers.
2: yep can confirm
0: okay so you're past that point yep did you notice the the uh uh easter egg in that dungeon
2: did it involve brooms
0: um no she but she has brooms in her thing you can okay. actually get one of the brooms as a uh little minion i actually have it
2: you know is it a quest is no, it a quest reward no i don't, oh, I don't. darn
0: it's don't. a craft it's a crafting item i bought it from the market board
2: oh okay i don't think
1: i saw the easter egg i don't i'm not recalling
0: i will tell you about it later Okie dokie. It's not a spoiler to Final Fantasy. The dungeon is a spoiler, but okay. So the Easter egg is in that particular dungeon at the final fight of that dungeon. In the background, there are giant pixelated art versions of the classes from Final Fantasy 1.
1: <laughs> oh, that's cool. I didn't yes. notice
0: that. Oh, yeah, so the God. next time you run it, take a look, you know, before you leave the dungeon, take a look at up on the background and you'll see the them and it's all six of them i, I need
2: it to look at i need to look that up because i i definitely didn't notice that
0: well again you're not there this is Endwalker. this is Shadow oh nev-
2: never mind I, I
0: my bad yeah you'll know the dungeon when you get to it because it's a very obvious dungeon
2: Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: So, obviously I've not talked about the dungeons too much because there I mean there's some very interesting dungeons, but I'm trying to keep this sort of concise, so some of the dungeons well, I'm skipping over.
2: We'll get into some of the dungeons in the round table when we talk okay. about okay. our favorites.
0: Um, okay. So, at this point you hear rumblings of this group and so you you manage to get there, you run into Thancred, and these guys introduce themselves as the warriors of darkness. By the way,
1: Thancred is my other husband I love him. Yeah, he's more he's more daddy
0: than husbando.
2: No. He can be he can be daddy if he wants to be. He can be my daddy.
0: <laughs> well, again, that Shadow Springer's spoilers there about daddy.
2: Yes. Uh, yes. Daddy, yes. oh. now you know why. <laughs> So this the same question I was I was asking at the time is is this going to wrap up anytime soon? Um we're
0: at we're an hour there. and a half. Okay. I know I'm I am trying to keep this very concise. Unfortunately no. there is so much story that I have to get through because I also have to cover the patches, which we're in, we're in so I think my headset died.
2: You there? I can hear. Oh, you. okay. Yeah, I can hear you. Um yeah, you
1: haven't gotten to the the worst scene of the whole exp Oh,
0: excuse it, me. It,
1: the whole expansion.
0: I thought and, that would be Horshophant dying. Oh, oh, no,
2: no, no. yeah, yep, yep. Okay. FYI, listener, the reason why we're, this show is more of a story summary than um, anything else is because we basically covered all the gameplay stuff, uh, uh, you know, all the important stuff in the um, ARR podcast. And... You know the big the big thing about expansions is the, the new features and what kind of story stuff you get into. Yeah.
0: Uh, so and especially since Final Fantasy fourteen has a continuing story through its patches, unlike some uh, MMOs where they only do new story content with their expansions. There's a lot more ground to cover because um, at the time of Heaven's Word so all the way up through most of Endwalker. Or not Endwalker, uh, Shadowbringers. Patches dropped every three point five months. Um
2: WoW has gotten better about that. They do a lot of story stuff with patches too, but it isn't continuing like this. It's very expansion specific.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: And and they're bad about dragging it out, like releasing the new parts of the quest like maybe once um a week. Once a week, which is, is is really frustrating because when you're playing at that pace, you kind of forget stuff from week to week yeah. uh, versus 14 where you can just, you know, play all the way through it at your so, leisure.
0: So anyway, you end up fighting. You end up meeting the warriors of darkness and you don't know much about these warriors of darkness so you do try and figure out stuff about them and how how you may be able to deal with them because they kind of kick your butt for a little bit and um so you end up going back to Matoya she brings you to the Anti-Tower, which is an upside-down tower, which is basically a giant... The Anti-Tower is actually a giant reference to um, one of the towers in Final Fantasy IV, and the last boss of it is Calcabrena, you know, the creepy doll things.
2: Oh, right. Oh, I'm trying to remember what tower... The, t- the Giant's Tower. The t- I, I think it no. it's also called the Tower of Babel. Yeah,
0: no, no, different. That's... Okay. That's spoiler. Want- that's spoiler.
2: Okay, never mind.
0: Also, towers not no, that's spoiler too. Okay. That's Ed Walker stuff right there. Okay, didn't know. Yeah, no, 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 You. that's okay. But Did it you, is I, reminiscent of them, but yeah, no, it, they're not. Um. But yeah, you fight basically Cal with the with the creepy music. With the creepy music. Does she
2: split off into different dolls like the original fight?
0: Yes, she does. I hate it. And she actually turns you into dolls too.
2: <laughs> oh, I remember that. I got turned into
0: a doll. Yeah, so oh. so um, you find out the way to fight them. You have this big showdown with them. And uh, you're kind of getting your butt whooped because you you're can't. you not really having much luck. And then uh, Alizé shows up. And hello, new class, Red Mage. She's like, oh, yeah. They did, yeah, they did add that uh, mid-patch.
2: <laughs> no, they, didn't had add had- it
0: mid-pa- they did not add it mid-patch. But this was the preview. Okay, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, and, so they previewed off the red mage by having Alize be like, "Yeah, I was never really good with a book," and she pulls like a rapier from her book.
1: Yeah, I am reminded. I just want to say, whenever someone says red mage, I played eleven for a very long time, and we had a saying: red mages are only good for
0: refresh, which is not but, a thing in fourteen. Books. It's
1: not a thing in fourteen. Four in, in fourteen. Red
0: mages. Do no, we're not red mages. We are res mages. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have gotten so many commendations in some of the Alliance raids because I can, I, uh, like, I, I, I forget what fight it was, but I was fighting something in Shadowbringers with my wife, and, uh, like, we lost, like, three or four people, and I'm already, you know, I'm tossing out reses already, and she's like, yeah, I just, like, I saw people go down, the next thing I know, everybody's up, it's like, what happened? I was like, I happened. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah I got all. Well, I, I am I'm a pretty good red mage uh, as far as res Maging goes unfortunately uh, red Maging red mage is not always the highest DPS but you know that's because we can res like no one's business anyways uh, so you fight them you actually find out that they came from a world that was uh, enveloped by light and because they kind of screwed up and you have to send them you know and so they were looking for a way to kind of save their world and the assians brought their souls over here their bodies have died so they don't have bodies they can return to and so um at this point menphilia shows up haven't seen her in a little while and um she offers to help them by going back to their world and saving it from light with them and they're like, you can do that and she says yes. And you have this big old scene about it and Menphilia goes off to go save uh one of the shards, basically. Cause uh yeah, this is one of the fourteen it was one of the fourteen shards. More on that later in Shadowbringers. Anyways, so you uh, so you see them off. Um, but during this whole time, Orangier has been actually pretending to be a warrior of darkness to try and figure out Elidibus' plan. So he's been, he's been there, but he helps you win this fight, telling you a little bit more about what he's learned about Elidibus uh, and the Asians and their plans for the world. And so having a good time there. In the meantime, while you're dealing with all this, Ida and Papalimo have been infiltrating a band of... Rebels from Garibania, sorry, I had to think of the name, that uh, are trying to, you know, basically bring about fighting with with the Garlians because they want to free Garibania. So, so they've infiltrated that, and so you wrap up the whole th- thing with the uh, Warriors of Darkness, and then you actually get a letter from them. You meet up with them and help them with their investigation a little bit, and you find out about this man called. The Griffin, because the grif- uh, a Griffin is actually the symbol of Garibania, who uh, trying to instigate this war and fighting, and things go back and forth for a while. You get found out, blah blah blah, and so, but they decide to ra- uh, start a giant fight at Berden's Wall. Baradin's Wall being the uh, go the border between Garibania and. Uh, The Thousand Woods. So, you get there. Unfortunately, you're a little too late. So, the fighting has already started. I'm glancing over quite a bit. I'm trying to wrap this up. But there's just so much story in this game.
2: I mean, there's so much story that when there is a huge cut there, that when you get to certain sections, they warn you, this is going to be long. You might want to make sure that... You yeah. have enough time to do this.
1: And I'm really it- glad that they do that because yes. they did that, I think, didn't they do that in a- at the end of ARR? Yeah, or I, th- it was I like- think
0: they only started doing that in Stormblood, but they've rat- retroactively have gone back and done that.
1: Yeah, because I remember the one for ARR, they, there was a- They usually
0: they- did it right before the big credit scenes, but they didn't do it for some of the other stuff, but now they have. So yeah. anyways- you do bear you. You fight through Baradin's wall. You get to the end, and you're fighting. You go to fight Griffin while fighting, of course, all these Garlean soldiers. And you find out the Griffin is really your old, old, old buddy. Oh God, what's his name? Ilbert. Ilbert. Thank you. Ilbert, or as many of in the fan community say, Schlappe. <laughs> oh God. So you fight. You fight him, and you know you win. You beat him. But uh, he, he's raised, so he's actually set off a giant, he basically sacrificed his entire army that he's been raised. So these are like some people you've known that have kind of gone to help him. And basically, the Guardian it was a, all a giant trap set up by him to kill a bunch of people because he brings out the eyes of Nidhogg that he most like that he got from Elidibus. Because Elidibus was the one who sent the Warriors of Darkness to retrieve them, which you find out during that part of the so he brings out the eyes of nidhogg and he basically sacrifice you know he is the final sacrifice he needs to summon a giant dragon shinryu shinryu so before shinryu has a chance to fully form though papalimo i'm sorry (laughs) i'm sorry papalimo sacrifices himself by casting the same spell that oh god what's his name
1: Oh, um... Ah, what's his name?
0: Oh, I have the minion.
1: I have the minion, too! He's are, you a... actually,
0: are you actually in-game? <laughs> I'm in-game. I'm trying to look it up. I'm, I'm trying to Google it. Uh, louis Sois. Louis-Swa! Louis-Swa tried to cast to reseal Bahamut.
1: And he... Yeah, so Papalimo um, a... was able to cast the spell because he had... He was given the um the... The, the staff.
0: The staff. Yeah, I forget yeah. the name of the staff. It's a specific name. But he's, he the... has the staff. He's able to cast it. Toops and toops and Mati. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, unfortunately, it is not a fully realized version of the spell. It only kind of buys them time.
1: Because, um, he, because they don't have, he doesn't have the full staff. He only has a piece of it.
0: Yeah, and some of its ether has been used for other things, like fighting off one of the assians a while back.
1: Yeah. So, um, yeah, so they, they... Why did okay?
0: Um, I don't know where you're Ophelia going. Ophelia
1: entrusted the staff to the Warrior of Light, who in to, who in turn lent it to Louiswa's pupil Papalimo. And then when the Primal Shinryu was summoned, Papalimo used Tipsimati's power to seal it with the same spell that Louiswa attempted on Bahamut. And succeeded yeah. at the cost of this
0: life. Yeah, although at uh, Papa Limo was able to find the answer that Louis Swall did. And uh, they at this uh, the scene of Papa Limo basically sacrificing himself, it's almost one for one with the same scene as Louis Swall from the opening of AR. Yeah. Where, you know, Papa Limo found the answer he was looking for. Uh, and then trusting it and trusting the future to others so so and part of the reason it was able to succeed was shinryu had not fully actualized it was still sort of right. an embryo well um, from there you hold a meeting and you're like how do we fight this thing and someone's like hey there's an ancient algin like icon fighting weapon thing buried in the in Cartano, in the fields of Cartano, that we may be able to use so while this is all going on a samurai warrior from across the sea has shown up by the name of Gosetsu, who has one of the best intros ever. I See? love Gosetsu. I love Gosetsu. Gosetsu is great. <laughs> so, when he first appears, he uh, gets off a boat in... Oh, what's the name of that town? Uh, the town with, where the old hideout was. Oh, oh,
1: I'm blanking on it. I'm blanking on it. It's, pray, it uh, is it Pray Returns to the Waking Sands? Is it the <sighs> Waking Sands town?
0: No, because the Waking Sands is the second place. Okay. But anyway... Yeah, he gets off the boat. He's like, "Ah, oh, I finally made it!" And you hear his stomach. Going. It's like, "Who am I to let you know such weakness stop me?" He takes one steps and then falls flat on his face. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. right.
0: So, um, but the, the but that is how they actually introduced the classes that were going to be in the next expansion between samurai, samurai, and red mage was between those two characters, uh, Alisa and Gosetsu. Anyway, now
2: when this samurai shows up, his... uh stormblood been announced yet or is um are they basically shadow dropping uh... um
0: i don't know if it had been officially announced yet or not but we we, we haven't seen him fight we see him fight during this upcoming scene that i'm talking about so i had to bring okay. up Gosetsu because that was relevant
1: okay, was yugiri gotcha. with him
0: yeah yugiri he came searching for yugiri to bring her back to look for their master
2: Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. also an interesting fact: um, they originally wanted Samurai to be in this expansion, but decided against it. So I can't remember what the reasoning was. I
0: read just literally just read that today. Um, uh, probably because it didn't fit the theme of the expansion. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. That that makes sense. Um, especially if they f- plan their expansions very far in the fa- very far in the future. Um,
0: so yeah, so, sorry. sorry. So. You, you know gusetsu offers to help you yugiri comes in along too so you all go fighting uh, go off to Cartano, and guess who shows up looking for the same weapon the garleans darn those garleans yeah and there's a, a specifically one garlean named uh Grinwat who uh shows up and he, he sort of uh he sort of uh not that good of a commander he's kind of a screw up but you f- you're fighting him and uh i think at one point you steal like a magic armor from them and use it against them it's it's a pretty fun fight but this is there you know doing the samurai thing and you finally win and you go in and you and you and sid and uh nero because nero nero's with you too. um go in and activate a very specific piece of elegant tech Omega Weapon.
2: Yeah.
0: And then what proceeds shortly thereafter is one of the best cutscenes in all of Final Fantasy XIV, I believe. I personally believe it is one of the best cutscenes in the entire game, is the fight between Shinryu and Omega Weapon. So... I'm gonna
2: gonna have to look this up later, because... I know I did this, but don't it. I mean, you had it. to have done it. Unless oh, yeah, it. of
0: course. Unless you bought it, you
2: know. No, I'm cheap. I would have never bought it. Yeah,
0: so uh,
1: with, um, when Omega shows up at the at Bell Cell's wall to fight uh, Shinryu, so Papa Limo had held off, you know, got Shinryu contained and held well, it p- off.
0: The primal. We did not know it was actually Shinryu yet. Yeah. Because fr- it was an embryo.
1: Yeah and so he was holding it there um and uh yeah it says papa limo cast a spell and sealed the nascent primal in a cocoon of light which drained him of his life and then by and then by the time omega was found and activated to come and fight the primal that's when papa limo had had died um. well, papa
0: limo dies in the sealing attempt he's already dead yeah, but the so energy Obi- that he, the amount of energy he put forth to imprison Shinri- uh, the embryo, the nascent uh, primal, had basically run out.
1: Yeah, so he, so he dies, and then Omega comes and fights. Um, you know, when he dies, his spells, you know, dissipate with him. So Omega, so then Shinryu forms, and then Omega is able to come and fight shouldn't you
0: yeah so so the two the two of them duke it out um going full bore i i mean the whole nine yards li- the lasers missiles yeah because winds. it's
1: simply a robot thing and then fighting a primal a primal dragon thing
0: which is pretty cool yeah so um and, uh, tidal wave, th- an actual tidal wave, you know, cause that's one of Shinryu's things. If you ever fought him in Final Fantasy V, this is basically the equivalent of the two super bosses of Final Fantasy V duking it out. <laughs> if you ever wanted to see that happen, of v- Omega Weapon from Final Fantasy V and Shinryu from Final Fantasy V duking it out, it is literally those two, those two beings fighting it out right here. So, so from there, um, you're basically, you're watching this play out, um, from the front uh, there you go and you're talking to ida who uh, and you see her the mark of the scion slowly disappearing and you realize that all the energy whatever you know energy that was left of papa limo is gone and she admits that she was not actually ida all this time she was actually her younger sister named Lise. and um
1: ida was killed in um with the resistance earlier but we don't really know any much information about it
0: we still don't know yeah we still don't know yeah uh, we we have some information about that but uh Ida and then like is like oh yeah i knew all along
1: <laughs> <laughs> i mean ishtola can it consents can aether so to you was all like yeah your aether's different i know you're not Ida, pretty much
0: yeah. And but from here, basically, because of the the whole thing at Baelser's Wall, because uh, the rebel army that Herbert uh, had raised to, uh, um, dressed like the f- Grand Companies from Eorzea, it looked like Eorzea was attacking. So now, you know, the council's like, OK, we've got to actually follow through with this because it could be bad. So and that is the uh, pretty much a very rough truncated version of the Heaven's Ward story.
2: Hey, truncated in air quotes, as <laughs> I'm reading about the one hour,
0: 50 minute arc. I'm uh, sorry. Or... Let me try and <laughs> throw in 10 more minutes though. No, no so worries. While, while all those other things are going on, um, you run into this little boy who tells you, hey, there's three primals that the Asians locked up in Asis Law that you need to go take care of. Hey, look, it's the Final Fantasy VI Warring Triad. And B... Oh, at the very uh, after you beat Nidhogg, hey, giant, the the thing that was in the lake outside of uh, town you visited, that's actually a primal, a very, very big primal called Alexander, which has some of the best bloody music in the game. Um, I agree. I, I, Alexander uh, in this one is actually a primal of time.
2: The, the Warring Triad. Um, is that where you fight Kefka? No. Oh,
0: darn. Yeah, no, you only fight the goddess, the demon, and the devil. No. Uh, well, okay, it's gotcha. Yeah. So
2: it's because I knew Kefka was in the game somewhere.
0: Yeah, that's, that's uh, Stormblood content.
2: Okay. Yes. Never okay. uh, mind. Uh, but okay. I will. This because
1: I read um, her last quotes. I need to read Papalimo's last quotes to get Go ahead. properness. So while Papalimo is doing the thing, so this is all in a cutscene, he's narrating, and Papalimo says, I suspect this is before, before he dies, you know, before you know he's going to die. He says, I suspect the ill tidings from Gira Abanya will be held as a turning point, the beginning to a bloody end. The business of war was ever conducted with the coin of self-sacrifice. T'was Master louis sois himself who taught us that such costs are not to be ignored or denied, and so I shall embrace them. When the time comes, I will make my choice, as you will yours. And then the very last thing he says is, I bid thee farewell again, my dear Ida. Now, let us see how good a student I truly was. So. Oh. And then he casts the spells and
0: dies. <laughs> yep. So, um, yeah, so uh, Warring triad, a triad, very fun fight. And that's pretty much for uh, Heaven's Word story in a nutshell. I wouldn't even say in a nutshell, just super truncated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I still went on almost two hours.
1: Um, Papa Lemo was one of the Sorry. first. The characters that you meet in the game so it was very
0: if if you pick gradania as your starting point
1: if you pick yeah which I did so if you pick gradania as your starting point papalimo and Ida are the first people you meet pretty much the first cutscene when you're wandering through the forest and yeah because I did pick gradania yeah. so having him die in heaven sword after like years I'm all like nah! it's just bawling my eyes out.
0: Heavensward was not a good expansion for you, Noodle.
1: No, Hershafon died, and then Papalimo died, and I was just like, I mean, this is a very good expansion, but they just were like, hey, we're just gonna kill off a couple of main people. Yeah. Stormblood happened, and it was our oh, refrain.
0: Yes, refrain. So, <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, so you're dealing with also Alexander. You're also dealing with these. Oh, primals that were sealed within an law that may be awakening being the warring triad. And then what was, and then you're also dealing with s- sky pirate Void Sent shenanigans.
2: Oh yeah. Sky pirates. That was yeah. There's sky Pirates. Yeah. Sky pirates. Are we getting into 12 territory? Um,
0: you- not really. There is a Kate Sith. There's Uzma. You fight Kate Uzma. It is. Woo! That fight sucks. Actually, the last fight of that, which is the first fight in the void of final fantasy V. That fight sucks, too.
1: Everything sucks!
0: Yeah. I mean, they're just rough fights. Um, But, yeah, no, you fight all sorts... Actually, you fight uh, returning bad guy, uh, Diablo. I... I I'm asking this one so that I could say the name right and two
2: because uh, I, I I have one. Is the cat she fight a tuxedo cat?
0: Yes. Okay. Sort of. I mean, he, it's a it's a doll because he's a familiar okay. and he talks, but he's super adorable and he gets hugged to death. Excellent. By a Lala fell. It's a super adorable scene.
1: I mean,
0: yeah. Yeah, there's not much more you can say about that. But yeah, you're fighting a whole bunch of really powerful void scent that got sent, that got brought to our world by the uh, magicians of Mach. 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 long ago so you're you're trying to clean up that mess um and like diablo was uh, diablo was one of them and you're you then you fight an even powerful version of diablo after you de- defeat diablo actually this is a more powerful version of diablo from the you fought in arr and then he makes it even more powerful during that fight because he absorbs one of the other void sent. so yeah you're cleaning up all sorts of messes
1: heaven sword took me a very long time to get through
2: I'm talking years. Yeah, it it took me quite a bit as well. I most I mean, I would play on the weekend and have my little checklist of quests and kind of see where I was and it, it like barely even moved the needle it felt like.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, but uh, so that is base. Uh, uh, so and that more or less wraps up the major plot points of Heaven's Ward. But uh, the one thing with Heaven's Ward is the fact that they used the title like for f- with four different meanings throughout the entire expansion. It worked. Oh no, yeah, no, because you have the Heaven's Ward, which were the you know the knights of the round. Because they were the war, the wardens of the heaven, basically of the heavens. Yeah, you have heaven's word, like you're ascending towards the heavens. I mean, that that's how come I uh, I was joking about the fact that, like, what does heaven's word really mean? Because they use it for like, in different intonations, for to mean different things. Because it, the term heaven's word can mean different things depending on what you're talking about. <laughs> so, all right, I, I'm 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 spent on far as story goes, Kelly. I'm sorry.
2: Well, no, it's fine. It's fine. We can transition into the roundtable, but first I want to get into the pricing. Um, when you buy Final Fantasy XIV, do you get Evan's sword for free?
0: Well, um, actually, it's a little more complicated than that. So if you are... If you want the greatest free trial, have you heard of the Final Fantasy fourteen free trial that allows you to go up to level sixty and experience its first expansion for free? <laughs> See, <laughs> stupid, I, I, I stupid didn't,
2: memes. I'm I'm sorry, I didn't know that the the quote, quote unquote free trial did that much.
0: Yeah, no, the free this like Wow has a free trial which is up to level ten. 20. It's, it's, oh, level 20. I'm sorry. Like, 10 levels is really big difference. I'm being sarcastic because Final Fantasy fourteen has all of ARR. All of Heavensward. And I'm not talking, like, just the point where you beat Thor didn't. No, All of Heavensward. Up to the, up to that bit at Baradin's Wall. All of that. Free. All the classes that are available in ARR. All the classes available in Heavensward. All the crafting. All the side quests. All of it. The rate. There are stipulations, of course, with money and friends lists and, you know, free companies and blah, 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 yackety-spackety. But, I mean, it's still – you get all that content. Free with the free trial.
2: Yeah, yeah. The way the well that well does that is kind of bullshit compared to that.
0: Yeah, well, um, when you actually think about it, is it's it's like that's a lot of that's a lot of bloody content. Yeah,
2: that's a lot of content. Um, no, I I know that they, <coughs> <laughs> I know that they do it like that because they know that they can recruit their cost elsewhere because there there's no shortage of things that you can spend your money on in uh
0: Final Fantasy fourteen. Oh yeah, no, I mean I I but, have spent a lot of money on their shop. Um, I am not going to lie.
2: Um, the, the The only two things I bought in the shop are the Fenrir motorcycle mount because I love motorcycles and the fat cat cause of course, I was going to buy the fat cat. and they were on sale.
0: Yeah, I bought the i, I have I had at one point every mount available. They have since released several mounts. But I had, I mean, I really have, I have, I have the Fenrir, I have the blue, I have the w- big whale. Oh, the I'm, Lunar I, Whale? The Lunar Whale, yeah. I have the actual blue whale. There's an actual blue whale on the mount, you know, on the mount shop. So. Um,
1: speaking of mounts, um, at the end of Heaven Sword, actually, I don't remember when you get it. Um, You actually get Midgard Stormer
2: as a mount. Which which I thought was cool as hell. Yeah.
0: Yes, uh, you get it right around the time you talk, I want to say you get it right around the time you actually talk to, uh, tiamat
2: okay so yeah. it, it is a little funny that you're you know hoofing it around the realm and then finding out that he can be a big dragon the whole time yeah it's like
1: you could have killed like baby dragon for when he's talking to you but then when you bring this mount, he's like
0: a full-size dragon yeah. it's like you could have been carrying me this whole um, time <laughs> you realize he's not even a full-size dragon right i know that's not even like a tenth of his size yeah, but it should, uh,
1: you have to write him, and it has to fit on the screen. It's true, like, true. It's like Teenage Midgard Swarmer.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: It, it's like how the Deathwing mount isn't actually the size of Deathwing in WoW, which, you know, I've, I've heard, depending on who you ask, Deathwing is supposed to be as big as Outland. Hey, for shadowing for next week, or next show.
0: Oh. Um, I would say no to that, because Deathwing was technically in Outlands at one point, if you play War- Tides of Darkness the expansion anyways, uh, the, the, the 2. Game?
2: okay i never played the strategy games
0: yeah no you actually fight him uh, he's actually an npc on that because yeah anyways um so but yeah different show different game so maybe um, even
2: something we'll talk about soon
0: yes um, so, yeah, so that's more or less the story, as I said, in a very truncated fashion. And I am probably forgetting very, very major plot points because I have to try and condense it as far as I can. But
2: still, one of the best MMO stories that, that's been around in a while.
0: Yeah, no. It, yes, it, the, I agree. Yeah, I, I have to agree. And I like the fact that Final Fantasy XIV makes you experience it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I love the stories of uh, Final Fantasy XIV. Like, I, I loved ARR and Heavensward and I like, I'm really, really enjoying Shadow Shadowbringers. Um, Storebred was uh, was okay. It was boring. But um, when I played WoW, like, it doesn't hold a candle. Like, no.
0: It, oh, in my experience, so, like, it just... Well, and then there's, like, these minor characters that will just maybe appear once or twice one expansion and then you'll see them again uh, expansions later being like, oh, here's what I've been doing. And I,
1: you're like, oh yeah, I
0: remember this person, and you just. And and, and and I'm not talking like the major name characters. No, this is these are like this like sometimes like
1: side characters, yeah.
0: Like one of the crafting guild people, or I I, I won't count um, Rand's father because Rand's father shows up like every Christmas.
1: Hildy! Also, my favorite line of fun quests is
0: just all the Hildebrand quests.
2: And, and f- FYI, we're not trying to shit on WoW per se because, I mean, I w- if I wouldn't have hundreds of hours in that game if I didn't like the game, I just think that fourteen does a much better job of telling a good story. Uh, telling a story and telling a good s- story. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because they don't drag it out. They have voice cut scenes that can, you know can go on for quite some time in some cases but you know they put production value into it oh, definitely. um and and wow, well, you're lucky if you get a voice cut scene like at the end of a raid in some spots yeah um so, yeah, so they,
0: they're, they're trying harder because of the fact they realize they have actual competition now but well well still- yeah
2: yeah, and and competition is good uh, for that for that very reason because let's face it, uh, WoW was kind of the the fattest cat in the room for the longest time and could pretty much do whatever they want wanted. And once fourteen got popular uh, and people were bailing for it, it's that they, they kind of realized that they had to try to you know makes it better. Yeah, yeah. It, it makes things better better all around.
0: Yeah. yeah so going uh, back to price point, uh, yeah. So, Heaven's is actually free with the free trial Um, again with stipulations as far as what you're allowed to do and so forth like it's a limit on character creation and all that um Mm -hmm. it is part of the base starter edition which is 20 dollars on steam this is steam pricing i don't know playstation pricing offhand or, or mac pricing yeah um but uh are
1: they doing the are they did they open up the mac again because i know i was thinking about getting the mac version and then they pulled it because i had too many issues so i just stuck with my PC. i
0: i haven't heard anything about that okay but i wouldn't be surprised if they haven't because i mean
1: i mean i just log into windows anyway
2: yeah
0: um and then there's a complete edition, which is uh, $60. So uh, the complete edition probably is everything up until Endwalker. Uh, or, uh, yeah, it's everything through Shadowbringers, and then Endwalker is um, separate. But uh, Steam has a bundle where you can get uh, the both the starter edition, which is, again, ARR all the way through the end of Shadowbringers for $20. And then uh, Endwalker's uh, forty dollars $40 itself,
2: which which isn't a bad deal for that much content.
0: No, no. I, well, I mean, just from AR, ARR all the way through Shadowbringers for twenty dollars. That's that's really that's good, really price
1: good to- because, like, I as someone who just buys the expansion as they come out, like
2: each expansion is like what the standards, like what sixty bucks or something like that. So- I think it's forty, and and then sixty for the um, collector's edition. And I I always get the
0: collector's one. I I, I at least get the digital deluxe.
2: So,
1: yeah, so 20 bucks for all of it is a really good deal.
0: Yeah, and they they have consistently done that where the old expansion will be rolled into those complete editions. Like Shadowbringers, you can't buy it by itself now. You have to, if you want it, you'd have to get the starter edition.
1: But it's still cheaper than... It was when it
0: came out. Oh yeah, no, no. Well, it's even cheaper if you think about, because then you're getting basically four games that were forty dollars upon release for twenty bucks. That's five dollars a game.
2: Exactly. And and I I do tend to wait to get the collect collectors editions because inevitably they do go on sale.
0: Yeah, no. Um, Final Final Fantasy XIV has actually probably goes on more on sale more often than Square Enix games. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> yeah. and and the fact that when you purchase the collector's edition you get a ton of content um and, and the upgrade is only like 20 bucks yeah you get and you get like extra mounts and
0: you get an app. extra mount you get uh, sometimes glamour you get minions yeah
2: i collect uh, minions so. um i i try to just because i don't play as often as i did well i uh, i'm kind of behind but i i, I do I, at least have, I the have a total
0: minions. of 340 minions
2: i do not have that many minions
1: i think i have like a hundred i just kind of collect them as i get them
0: but. i i i went to i went and bought i bought like so many off the market board it's not even funny in okay. fact i have the entire first page of the minions list on the market board nice Second second page is going to take me a while because some of the ones on the second page are the really either rare drop ones or the ones that cost actual like a lot of money to buy from a vendor.
1: Yeah, so I don't have any of the super expensive ones. I'm trying to save up money again to buy a house that I will not try not to lose again.
0: I will admit I've been standing in my house for most of the show just because of the fact uh, I didn't uh, want to lose my house. <laughs>
2: I spent way – I think I spent pretty much most of my gill on the uh, fat cat minion to go with my uh, mount. Nice. Um, Because I I finally got – I got impatient. I was trying to get it legitly through the the, uh, retainer fishing or teaching my retainer fishing, and it was just taking so long. I was like, oh, I want this cat. Fuck it. I'm getting it. And then, you know, I've been poor ever since. So, Yeah. yeah.
0: I, I have been down to, like, uh, so very recently I was down to about a thousand gill in my name. Um, just honestly, just do your roulettes. Do the challenge log. You can rack up money pretty quick.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, side quests can get you so much money.
0: Well, I don't have any left. Oh, yeah. I have no side quests left in the game.
2: Um, when I was in my full throes of, of playing, like, every weekend, I had a spreadsheet where I, I would sit there in my apartment and go, um... Uh, write down the prices of all like the different crafting materials and stuff and then go out to the auction board and try to calculate like what the big selling crafting item was for that week and just buy 99 of them and put them up on the auction house at a at a uh, jacked up price Nice. and and yeah that's pretty much how i made money in the game for the longest time but it, it was time consuming well
0: do we want to take a break and so we can get to the round table
2: yes yes um i, I guess fi- <laughs> final point to the story uh play it it's probably the best final fantasy you're gonna play um at least up until next week
0: with we 15 16. hopefully
2: 16 hopefully my bad um yeah.
0: so hearing a wait. lot of good talk about 16 but... oh my
2: gosh 16 looks so great i'm
1: so excited uh, i just don't have a
2: ps5 so, I, I played the demo this week, and, yeah, it made me, when the demo ended, and throwed, I threw my controller and was like, you mean to tell me I've got to wait a week to find out what's going on? Do you have and
1: a PlayStation 5?
2: Yeah.
0: Mine's, mine's in Kentucky.
2: Lucky bastards. Um, I'll offline I'll, I'll have to tell you the story about how I got my PlayStation 5, but I don't want that on public record. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're going to. We're going to go have to have a bathroom break and drink some water and then come back with the round table. Welcome back to RPG Backtrack. You, you you sat through the entire story summary a bit a bit of bridge that a uh, whopping two hours. Um, now we'll get into our more personal thoughts about the game, uh, what we liked, our favorite things, and our personal memories about the game, and as in what we were doing in our life at the time. Uh, once again, I'm gonna might be a little bit sad, uh, but we'll get to that in a second. First, um, your favorite new area? I
1: have a favorite new area
2: it's the sea of clouds
1: yes i love it you're just like on these islands in the clouds
2: i i like that area a lot too i think i'm gonna pick that one um, it's um
1: it's just so different than the the rest of the like the new areas and well like, i for the,
0: chur- the churning mist was also up and up on islands in the sky too
1: yeah but the sea of clouds was like prettier
0: i will agree with that yeah um as much as I hate the Mughals from Final Fantasy Fourteen because of the churning mists. I I love the churning mists. Um not because the zone itself is pretty. It's a very it's a very bleakish because the islands are kind of like deserty looking. Because but yeah. Uh, I love I can the see that. I love the the architecture of the buildings because it was supposed to be like this mixed um, area of where humans and dragons used to live together. Oh, so, right. Yeah. So, it's like, and and the place where uh, Harris Frogger is, is like this just huge, almost temple-looking building, and it is just beautiful to look at.
2: Um, uh, uh, I also, and I, I don't know the name of this area, you'll have to tell me, the one with the big tower I was talking about earlier, um, where you... I think where you met Hir for the first time.
0: Uh Vid Vidafner.
2: Vidafner, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh that that is uh Dravanian hinterland. <anut�� precisa> or no, sorry. Um Dravanian uh sorry, Dravanian forelands.
2: Okay. Yeah, I really like that area because of the verticality and how huge it was and uh, how fun it was to explore and go to like the top of some of them, them spires and then yeah that that massive tower j- that just seemed like you were flying up and just seemed like there was no end to it and when you had to climb actually climb it to get up there to talk to the dragon
0: yeah, there's actually a lookout point at the very top of it on the dragon head statue.
2: Yeah, I think I might have missed that, but still, that that was a lot of fun. I, I enjoyed that area so much. Um, so, so did you guys have a favorite dungeon slash
0: raid? Alexander. <laughs> um, let me pull, I, I'm actually in the game, so let me pull up the list of dungeons.
1: <laughs> I, um, don't, I, I don't really like dungeons, I don't do dungeons more than once if i have to um but alexander had such good music
0: to it that yeah for music Al- alexander hands down alexander because uh, the uh, songs um the songs for the boss fights were all done by the primals which if you don't know who the primals are that is an actual band, an actual band made up of staff from Final Fantasy 14 that and, and they do tours. You've got to look them up on YouTube. And, and what's fun is it's their music director, which is a, like he is a musical god. Honestly, he is mm-hmm. so amusing. Well, he is amusing, but he's also very amazing with the songs he writes. And then uh, one of the, their lead vocalists is generally the, their translation director, which is Koji Fox.
1: Yay! So, He's I mean, Sokin
0: sings too, but both both of them will sing. But it is always so fun to hear the songs that Soken comes up with. and And like all the ones for Alexander, for the bosses, are sung by Koji Fox.
2: And I mean, once again, not not to shit on wow, because wow has some amazing music. But I mean, I don't think it holds a candle to some of fourteens. I, I feel like when I' I feel like when I'm playing fourteen, I don't tune out the music nearly as much as I do Wow,
0: well, part of it with Wow, too is, uh, and this was in an interview with them, is they don't have it on loop. You can put it to loop. Mm-hmm. So it, there's actually whole periods of time where you'll have no in-game music because they didn't want people to get tired of it.
2: Oh, and, I, and I, I always set mine to loop because I don't really... I I enjoy the music enough that I don't want it to go silent, maybe except in some zones where I find the music annoying, like uh, yeah. uh, Winter Spring. But um, as... And, and I mean, to me, no... No single song will ever be as awesome as Totems of the Grizzle Maw or uh, Invincible, because um, those are my two favorite WoW songs. But uh, Final Fantasy music just... It hits that, different. I mean, not, and not and just... There's the re- a,
0: and there's actually a ton of memes uh, about the difference between WoW's music and Final Fantasy XIV's music. There's a lot of different memes out there about it, about when the music hits when you're doing the bosses um my personal favorite uh, one of my personal favorite memes of all time is a final fantasy 14 meme is have you heard Lahi? <laughs> i like the fact that you just you just saw that reference and you're like oh my god i get this now
1: yeah because i'm finally at that point where i I love that song it's, so much.
0: You, you can get it for your house, by the way, It's by so, grinding fates.
1: Yeah, it's so great. So my original, all, my ultimate favorite music from Final Fantasy was the Winters theme from Final Fantasy XI. I could just play that on loop all day and never get tired of it. It's just so nice. And then I got to Shadowbringers in the zone with this new music, La Hie, and it's so great. And then put two and two together until much later and I saw a meme and I was like, Wait, I get it. I get the memes. <laughs> but it's so great. It's very much different music from previous expansions.
0: Yes. Yeah. Now as far as um the style of the um the dungeons, uh my favorite dungeon as far as looks and appearances, Sorkai. Uh, Sorkai is the dungeon you go. And fight uh has Frogger in to prove your worth to him. Oh yeah. So I think the design of that dungeon was very interesting because you're basically going through like one of these ruined cities from the time when dragons and humans lived together.
2: As far as me for, for um, Dungeon Aesthetic goes, uh I like the library. The I library that, was really cool. The great that,
1: was it the Google, great Google the library. Great
0: Gobul library, which is a reference to Final Fantasy V. Mm-hmm. Did
2: not Um, Unfortunately, it's been so long that I don't really remember a lot of the play mechanics of the dungeons and stuff, so I can't really. That has one
0: of the worst boss fights in Heaven's Word. Oh, the the, the library? Yeah. Bibliotech. The book that summons ads that require multiple people to stand on. uh, Oh, was that
2: you had to stand on certain places? Oh, I remember now. I died so many times. I got the raid wiped or the party wiped. Yeah. (sighs) Yikes.
0: a lot that, that, if you don't have people who know that fight, it's a very hard fight. <laughs> but the dungeon or if, you, pretty- or if you have, like, three people all running in the same direction, not necessarily in air, because they know the fight, it's just they didn't coordinate who goes what direction. Yeah,
1: that was the hard part, is that, like, okay, everyone pick a thing, and you know, I was just like, ah, and so I'd like, I'd, like, kind of, like, musical chairs where you're all... T- Try you while running frantically trying to
0: get on the things but yeah 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 yeah. that's terrible yeah i don't know if they've i don't know if that fight's been redone because as as they meant as we mentioned uh they are redoing a lot of dungeons uh from heavensward and i think they're starting into stormblood soon because they plan to try and redo most of the dungeons to fit the new um the new ability to take in those npcs the trust system
2: oh okay oh
1: yeah
0: to basically allow players to be able to solo.
1: I did that for the first time like last week. I was able to do a Shadowbringers dungeon with trusts and I yeah, did Yeah, Shad-
0: Shadowbringers was the first dungeon that allowed it.
1: And I was like, "Wow, this is cool. I like this." And you got to it shows you what their jobs are.
0: Mm-hmm. And and if you watch them, they um unfortunately Doing those, doing a trust dungeon is always going to be slower than doing it with players. Yeah, because players like we, players will still attack when mechanics are going off, whereas the NPCs will stop and they'll. But you can see how the mechanics work because they will run to the right spots.
1: Yeah, I actually really like that because I'm just i one of the reasons why I don't do dungeons all that much is because it's very stressful for me as a white mage. But I love playing white mage. But I also don't like getting yelled at by people if i don't do the right spell at the right time and so doing dungeons with trust actually allows me time to like breathe and like work on my own mechanics as a white mage with trust that will actually just go and do their thing and the cool thing is is that they don't step in
2: aoe's <laughs> um if, if you ever feel bad about getting people yelling at you noodle um, i I only learned like very very recently that limit limit breaks were uh like shared. Oh so, yeah. Oh. So I I was doing I, I tried to do my da- damage to, to take out a out of boss and I got yelled at very bad by a group that was like I can't believe you used that that should have been safe for the healer and I just I mean, I just kind of
0: got quiet. I didn't even type anything.
2: <laughs>
1: I never I I never used the
0: limit break. I'm and so, so limit So, uh, limit breaks are very tricky things. Most of the time in a dungeon, you're going to save it for a DPS. Um, there is a pri- DPS priority for limit breaks, by the way. Yeah, I just
1: so,
0: never use it. <laughs> well, so, uh, again, this is dungeons. So, and, uh, the priority is if you have a melee, because usually you save it for the last boss. Me- a melee takes priority over a physical range, so you know samurai ninja whatever they take priority over bard machinist and dancer because they dance uh, because um melee uh, physical melee will deal the most target to a single target the most damage to a single target on a limit break a physical range dps does a giant line attack and then magical dps so red mage black mage so forth Theirs is a giant AoE, and White Pages
1: is just pretty much um, just healing everybody. Everyone just gets full health.
0: And well, it depends. So level one and two, it does heal. Level a level three limit break for a healer will do a mass res.
1: Oh, does it do the mass? I thought it was just the healing.
0: No, a level three limit break for a healer will do a mass res as well. Okay. So that's how come like if, but you usually save those for raid instances. So like either Alliance raid or uh, normal raids. Because yeah, I fact, don't
1: really do a lot of those. I usually just stick with smaller dungeons.
0: Well, you should only for story, but I you know me i if you ever want to do them, I will be happy to go in with you so you at least have someone there who can back you up.
1: yeah, back white mages are great.
0: Well, I won't be a white mage, but I'll be a I res mean, mage. Killer.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, you know me, I will always be a res mage Res mage or or i can I can actually place I tank. mean
1: i can I can press one person very quickly with my swift cast and then raise.
0: Oh yeah, no, I I have I important. have that, I have that I have and then I can heal myself and raise someone else very quickly. That's <laughs> yeah, like, well, that's actually what we do. Um anyways, um so it, um the tank one just uh you know, it reduces damage everyone takes the, the more the higher the limit break level the more damage it absorbs. There are some very specific bosses that require a tank limit break.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, okay. The one shot kill bosses probably,
0: huh? Alexander? Yeah, like final stage Alexander. there is one thing where you uh, a tank will need to use a level th- a level three limit break. So there as I said, there are very specific boss bosses that require a level three limit break from a tank be- for damage absorption. Alexander being one of them. so um, but what's cool is each class, if it's a level three limit break, has a different look to the level three limit break. That's cool. Yeah. So, like, um, in the case of a like level one, level two, they look the same across the board. But as an example, um, Dan- dancer has one where they dash forward because remember it's a line, so they dash forward, you know, and it's basically a bunch of slashing moves that look like uh, like rose petals almost because you know because of the fact they're dancing with their chakrams through, through a line. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're a mach- if you're a machinist. They pull out. They pull out a giant laser turret that yeah. flies into the air and just laser beams down a line.
2: Laser. Yeah, that. That's why I. I mean, I like using it for soloing so much, just because I'm. I'm no, no, no.
0: You. Don't, you don't have this except as a level three limit break. Oh, okay. This is literally their level three limit break. Um, Bard yes. does like a giant arrow storm that goes down a line uh black mages summon an actual meteor i've seen that one that one's cool yeah red mages just blind you (laughs) red mages is the most is the brightest limit break in the game i don't
1: know my my holy can pretty much blind people
0: Uh, trust me holy can blind people level three limit break from a red mage is bright is worse oh and have three, having three of them go off at once—that's fun. Your eyeballs have now melted. <laughs> we did that once. I was in. Um, I, I was actually. I was actually one of the red mages on this. Uh, so this was during uh, um, Stormblood when red mages had come out. I had gotten into uh, the um, the Sky Pirate one, and we were doing the last one, and we were up to Diablo, who's the last boss. And we're like, okay, all three, do we have a red mage in each party? <coughs> Sorry. And uh, so, uh, we're like, yeah, yeah. So, okay, everybody got LB3. It's like, yeah, I want all three red mages to do their LB3 at the same time. Yeah. We did. And and we all did. Although uh, I think mine was a little delayed, but we managed to get them all to go off very, very close to each other. And the comments in chat were like, "Oh my God, my eyes!" Because <laughs> so, it, it is literally the whole screen will turn white for a moment.
2: Just uh, hope you don't have anybody in your, your group that had epilepsy. Right? Yeah, th-
0: I, unfortunately, I mean, it, 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 yeah, that's why I say goodbye, eyes. There, <laughs> you have no eyeballs left after that one.
2: You, you are now blind. Yeah. Um. So, so, m- so sorry, I was going to move us along.
0: I was about to, too.
2: Okay. Um, and we kind of got into this a little bit with the story summary, but what were you guys' favorite story moments? Uh,
1: duh. I mean, uh, the everything one with was,
2: Emmerich? I mean, the one, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: I, I, yeah. Sir Emmerich um, was my next husband-o after Stancred. Um So, yeah, pretty much anything with him. And we kept trying to have our dinner date, but we kept getting interrupted. And I was like, dang it, let me be around with my husband though. <laughs> Something always happened, and I, I did yes. kind of try and flirt with me, though.
0: So my personal favorite is um, the one that we referenced for the skit. Oh, is, the wine! Yeah, the yeah. wine. Because so you, you actually have you actually go to have this di- dinner with Sir Emmerich, and you're there, and his butler you know pours you a glass of wine, and this is you know the third time someone else has poured you you know poured a drink that you've seen. The first time being with um, thepress uh, Nan- no, uh, no Namo? Old nah. Namo. you nah. know yeah Nan- Empress Na who who then proceeded to you know be poisoned and then that one time at the bar that you got poisoned so you're sitting there looking at this glass like this is super sauce <laughs> <laughs> like am I about to be poisoned? <laughs> What is happening? I am. I am. A, I do not know if I want to drink this. <laughs> and and that is that is really my favorite story moment. I know it's not like one of the big flashy, you know, moments in in the entire story. But I just love the fact that your character is like sus of a wide glass, and 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 at that moment you realize how much care they take in to make stuff in the game actually matter. Because yeah, yeah details. It's, it's a minor detail of the game that, hey, you have had, you know, people have been poisoned from drinking drinks that others have poured for them, that you have seen. You yourself have been poisoned. So you're looking at this like super, super sus, like, am I about to be poisoned again?
2: And to me, those little those little moments in an MMO are just as important as as the big epic story moments. Like when I'm in a first when I'm in an expansion for the for the first time, I will go around everywhere looking for Easter eggs and just little tucked away corners that have cool little things like that. because to me that that's what makes the world, the MMO world uh, feel like it's alive.
1: Exactly. Like they they take really, good care of at making sure that those details are in there like sure you don't think you like you think it's a little detailed and then when you're thinking about it you're like wait that is kind of a big deal because the major plot point from before was Nanamo got poisoned from drinking out of a wine glass and then you got poisoned you know in that bar and now you're sitting here like to our American kids there, and you're just pouring like wine glasses. I'm all like, really, really, <laughs> this is happening again. Yeah, was, trying I, to I, tell I, me Final Fantasy XIV producers like, <laughs> then I guess. make light of it, which is great because they're all like, yeah, they're gonna be like, there's wine here again. What's going to happen? And so they just kind of like punch through the wall of what everyone's thinking and open it up.
2: I guess the lesson here is, uh, bring your own flask in Eorzea. Yeah, don't trust people pouring wine. Unless
1: it's Sir Aramic because he's husband, though.
2: And he won't try to kill you, you hope. No. Um. We love, th- we love, we love him. Um, that, that being said, I, I still think that my favorite story moment is the huge dragon flight, or dragon
0: fight, um. I mean, there was a dragon flight at the same time.
2: I, I mean, yeah. they were flying, so. It they worked. were flying, you know. <laughs> And you know, it's when him, when um, Ned Hogger comes back up and the other dragon's wing is in his mouth, and you realize you realize what's going on and that he lost. Yeah. And he sp- spits out the wing like a dog. and then, how do you say his name again? Hertzfelder? I'm, yeah, Ritzfelder uh, or rather Hawker is gloating over him that he lost and Ritzfelder opens his eye and you see that it's missing and you realize why it's missing because um, the dragoon has it. It's just such an epic moment.
1: Yeah, that was a really good scene uh, but I think the saddest, I'm sorry um Her Chiffon, but Papalino's death scene was probably the saddest scene that I've seen in the game. I cried so hard.
2: I guess Papalino was a popular character, wasn't he?
1: I mean, he's the first character you meet, like, when you start the game, if you start in Gridania. So, like,
0: he's. I actually know people who hate him. I think it was more impactful for people, too, who played 1.0. Yeah.
1: Especially if you've started in Gridania because he's the first him and Ed are the first people you actually meet but like i always liked him and when he died i was just like why why you do this to me
2: um i also for- forgot to mention this in the new features segment um another big thing about this game is that all the voice actors changed to british actors.
0: oh yes yes um that was thank you for bringing that up um so at the time Forget if it was because of a voice acting strike or a writer strike. Okay, but there was a huge strike going on at the time with a lot of VAs in the U- That involved a lot of VAs in the U.S. So um, Square Enix moved the dubbing to a studio in England,
2: which is kind of shitty of them instead of actually paying them a decent wage. But well.
0: I- well no see the thing is it was they like even if they were paying a decent range because it was a strike
2: oh right that that's true i don't My... know
0: Square enix i've heard is one of usually the better companies when it comes to their treatment okay um, but
1: it, because it was a strike like everyone participates rather
0: yeah because like uh beforehand uh alphano was actually voiced by sam regal yep i
2: i knew that that was yeah.
0: okay. the only the only character i am aware that um changed for other reasons was Yugiri. um but that is uh, it, 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 if you want to know i would say look it up online i am not going to bring up what happened on the podcast i so, don't
2: i don't know what happened but it, it, being vague it probably wasn't very good so
0: it was not it, it was not a very good thing I, i'll tell you once we're done once we're done kelly
2: okay um m- moving on uh, unless anybody else had any favorite story moments they wanted to bring up uh, i mean
0: th- i mean there's a lot i mean the the thing with thank <laughs> when they Bring back Thancred 2 with the squirrel. That's that's always an amusing little one with the squirrel.
1: Yeah, yeah I should have post. I should have had that as my favorite one because I because I was so excited to see Thancred again. I was like, Oh my gosh, he's
0: naked with this and then, then and then you just have this squirrel just in the two shots that they post of it and he's always just there <laughs> covering the junk. It's it's great.
2: And I'm all like, Why squirrel? Why did you have to be there? And you have to admit after after all these kind of grim dark cutscenes, it probably was a nice little moment of levity.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. he shows up um early on or he shows back up early on with the uh dark uh warrior part of the quest line uh, the uh, dark uh the warriors of darkness storyline yeah yeah oh okay
2: and then our our final question um what were you guys doing in your life when you played evan's ward do you have any associative memories um oh i was moving i don't remember if
1: i i think i was still in arr when i moved back to washington because i was i'm always like way behind on story content i don't remember what i was doing i moved several times during playing head and sword and i think i finally finished it like last year or something
0: i don't remember honestly
1: um i remember getting the the collector's edition though the physical like
0: box oh, oh the, the the physical box nice yeah no i only do the digital deluxe because uh i i don't need the boxes cluttering up my house
1: i liked having the box because it came with you know it
2: was all fancy and stuff
0: oh yeah no there's some nice stuff in the boxes i just didn't want kids to destroy yeah
2: them. yeah um so my time with heaven's ward was after i had quit well because i think it was bfa at the time and i can't remember if well did something to actually piss me off or if I just got so bored with the content in BFA that I just didn't want to... Do you have anything to do with it anymore? Um, I, I'd really have to think, th- think hard about what, what was the reason why I quit. But the, the point is that B- I quit because BFA was just dull at that point and I And I wanted to do something else. But I liked having it uh, MMO to play on the weekends because it kind of k- helped kill the weekend a little bit. Uh, So I was like you know what I'm gonna get back into 14 because I finally have a PC that can run it now for the first time in my life and I don't want to have to deal with trying to play on a play on the console because uh, as much as I prefer console gaming to PC gaming it is hard to play uh, MMO on, on, on the PlayStation especially since the text size even at its biggest isn't that great and I don't see very well so that that's what i was doing um i don't really remember much beyond that other than t- telling chris what i was doing and he, and i was i was being very frustrated with the having to finish the story content for arr before going into the expansion and chris was like no but it's so good the story is so good I was like i know but i want to go to the new expansion and fly um but but ultimately chris was right the 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 stuff in between was very good, and it was a very good setup for uh, bringing you into Ishgard. Um, I forgot to mention, I I like Ishgard as a zone too because I really like winter zones in in Inimum and games in general. And I like that Ishgard was just very snowy.
1: I like that too. I really like the snowy zones, and it looks and it seems very. Realistic, as opposed to other snowy zones that I've seen in other MMOs. It's just kind of, it's, it's more actual, like the city is when it's snowing. It actually looks like it's
2: real snow. Yeah, and it always makes me want to get a hot chocolate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I spent a long time in Korthos,
0: so. Uh, well, Korthos and ARR is like one of the zones you, go, uh, you stay in the longest, I always felt. Yeah, I was
2: there for a long time. I, I was there too, God having to do the uh constantly do that one chain of um what are the world quests called again fates. fates that that chain of fates that leads you up to killing the dragon which was like the best way to level at the time
1: yeah i, d- I remember staying there, just doing fate after just fate grinding for a long time
0: now, at least they've at least in newer expansions they've realized there is an issue with fate grinds but as a discussion for a different expansion so
2: i think we're ready to put a bow on this expansion um it, it's really neat seeing uh, 14 go from being just a laughingstock to having one of the the best expansions out of the gate um and see, seeing how much people enjoyed it and how, how it was really kind of a, a step up
0: in their writing skills yeah um, well i mean that's because arr uh did not have like it had writers but i don't think they were like as like skilled at, and I think they uh, after with the Crystal Tower series, they actually got an act. They actually hired an act, like writer, and since then they've had a more cohesive writing team to buy their. The story has kind of gotten better with the expansions, for the most part.
2: Yeah, so uh, next next year we will get into Stormblood. And, um, I've heard mixed things about it. Some people like it. Some people find it boring. The
1: beginning of it is like the first half of it, I would say, is just really
0: slow. And it, I have a theory on that, and I will go into that next year. Yeah. I will, of course, be back.
1: I mean, Stormblood is good. It's just start like it just starts off very very slow and I just I was actually getting frustrated with how slow it was.
0: Yeah, it is. It is a very sh- slow start to the expansion, um, and as I said, I have theories about that, and I will share them next year. And, and as
2: as far as we know, the, the slowness just could have been because you know we came off on of came off of the high of this great story, and when you come off a great story. Other ones don't seem as good. At least is my theory. But um, I, next so in a couple of weeks we are going to get into WoW's first expansion. Um, when I actually started playing, because I did not start in Vanilla, I started in TBC, to, a, AKA the Burning Crusade. Um, and I've, I've got a lot of fun stories about that that we can get into we'll probably have another two and a half hour podcast i'm sorry <laughs> no no it's it's fine like like i was saying offline i'd rather have a quiet podcast than a or no the, the other way around i'd rather have a long podcast than a quiet one
0: yes but i'm apologizing now because i am there <laughs>
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, and, uh, you know, gosh, that was 15 years ago for, for me, so I really don't remember a lot of the story in
0: TBC. Yeah, I was there for Drop Night.
2: Oh, wow. Yeah, um, well, we'll get into this next week.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I will get into that next week. <laughs> <a>
2: burn material.
0: <laughs> oh, trust me, I haven't burned any material yet.
2: I, I've had to bite my tongue a couple of times because I've wanted to, but um, thank, thank you noodle and thank you tam for showing up i do appreciate it because um, like i said it's it's been a hot minute since i played this expansion so I, my memory wasn't where i would like it to be with some
0: of these shows i'm, I'm sorry for kind of s- steamrolling this show though
1: eh, it, it's because it we both don't remember things
0: yes Oh, I'm truncating a lot, and I'm sure there's stuff that is kind of important that I'm forgetting. I think I touched on most everything kind of major, though.
1: Yeah, from what I remember, which isn't a lot, except for, you know, what we talked
2: about. So who else do we, who do we have on the next show? I've got you, Tam, and Dalendar. Okay. Um, I couldn't remember who on staff played TBC. It was Wowhead. (laughs)
0: I'm sure there's a few others, but it, it sometimes it's always catching the right people out the right day off or something.
2: Yeah, I'll have to put out a recruitment um, to see if we can get anybody else just because um, the more people the more fun. Oh but, yeah. And, and of course, uh, even though he's not here, thank you to my podcast partner Matt Matt, who's gonna be editing the show um, on vacation probably using it as, as an excuse to get away from the kids. Cause yeah, kids plus car trip. <laughs> I can only imagine the the pain he's going through right now. Yeah. Um. But but thank you, dear listener. We shall see you in a couple of weeks. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, and we'll talk to you later. Bye. 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 Bye.